preempt the geeks. Geeks! Geeks! Hello and welcome to episode 16 of Geeks, the world's number one entertainment podcast recorded in this very room, the Tesla-like haunted hayride right here in Venice, Los Angeles. Every week we pack seven days of video game, movie, entertainment news into a single toe-curling digital show for your convenience and enjoyment. If you want to keep up to date with what we're doing, follow us on all the social medias at We Are Tesla Two S's. Two Ooh. L's. It's a Halloween special. I'm so alone right now. As, <laughs> as always, we don't ask for your money. We'll never put sponsored product on you. We'll never enable apps on YouTube or jobs. And we make movies and we do this because we can. And if you can, you should. That's right, yeah. It's the human way. Yeah. Yeah, we can, want money. <laughs> you keep pitching that every week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Just ignoring everything. I'm saying, yeah. Uh, money. You I'm your host, Al White. <clears throat> Speaking of my diatribe, motherfucker. <laughs> Sorry. I'm your host, Al White. My current favorite milkshake flavor is fresh banana and peanut butter. I know just how long to hold the thermometer against the radiator to give you the right degrees to get you off school for a day or two. And I don't like group exercise. Joining me today, mm. Zombievers, Alexander Chard, Boom. <laughs> and Poultrygeist, Night of the Chicken Dead, Nate Hurts. Hello. Hey, guys. How's it going? <laughs> we did the whole podcast of that Halloween special. There's a, so I was rewatching Shaun of the Dead the other night, because I'm still trying to get through um, like 80 horror films. I just keep them coming, keep them coming. <laughs> what are you? Is that the, is that the poultry guys? <laughs> I'm genuinely a little friend. Um, Sorry. Yeah, so I was rewatching Sean Dead, and I know it's in the audio commentaries. They have a zombie commentary where it's just like, "Do that. they? Yeah, That's like, cool." <laughs> 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 Slowest <laughs> moving commentary <clears throat> ever. Yep. Uh, yeah, I was going to have an article up in time for Halloween. It's not going to happen because I just I've been watching at least one or two horror films a day, but it's just no time, and I'm awesome. fucking exhausted, and I don't want to do it anymore. I don't know how I used to do it when I was a kid, but I just don't want to do it. It's too much. But I'm, I promised myself I'm making this list and I'm doing it, but it will just take me a little longer. You're checking so. it twice. Uh, no <laughs> sorry uh, oh, so yeah go to moviemoments.com that's our sister site that is where you can get our current content including my 50 greatest horror movies of all time list when that goes up whenever I'm done um, <clears throat> and In 50 years let me just text let me just check my text for a second because yeah so we're oh. now um, as of this podcast that you listen to right now we're going through the iTunes processes <laughs> I presume that's what they're called. ProSci. ProSci. Um, and we should be up on iTunes soon. A little subscribe button. We're going to be going through SoundCloud now rather than just our websites. We're going to be, that's going to be hosting us. Um, so you can get all the content on SoundCloud and we'll give you next week what the URL for that is. But to be honest, you just go on iTunes. And yeah. Google, iTunes, Google. We'll be right Geeks. next to Rihanna's Siri, new album. download Geeks. Yes, go. I will. <laughs> Dude, I listen to I Geeks all it. the time. Well, Geeks is chosen. the best. Yeah. Uh, this is episode 16. Do you know what that means? 16 is a uh, prime number. Is it? <laughs> 16? Let's go with yes. Uh, uh, what does that mean? It means that this podcast is in England now of illegal age to get married with consent, drive a moped, have sex, drink with beer, wine or beer with a meal if accompanied by someone over 18, get a national insurance number, join a trade union, work full-time if not in school, join the armed forces with parental consent, change your name by deed poll, leave home without consent, buy a lottery ticket, register as a blood donor, apply for a passport without consent, or pilot a glider. My personal favourite. <laughs> 
Congratulations, podcast. Welcome to England. <laughs> Suggest you use your birthday to register as a blood donor because you've got to do something good and then pilot a glider because you can. But know, n- preferably said. not right after you donate blood because that sounds like a <laughs> recipe for a an accident. That's the that's pilot. That just makes it more fun. Um, so what have you guys been up to this week? Alex, I'll start with you. Yes, I uh, spent the weekend up in Washington, Washington State, visiting some of Bethany's family. And I'm just going to give it a quick shout out to Auntie Bob. Because she has been listening to our podcast. No, no. Yeah. go no. Auntie Bob. How, yeah. she, she, how uh, could she still look you in the face after I know. some of the things yeah. you said? Uh, it was uh, we were driving across the state to go from sort of outside Seattle to Spokane, and I slept for most of it. You know what I'm like in cars are. I do. It's very Took boring. It. <laughs> and uh, in between <laughs> my long indulgent naps. Uh, yeah, at one point she, she asked about the podcast and said that she had been listening to a few of them, which I sort of then gasped and <laughs> Bethany gasped and she's like, did you, have you heard what they talk about? She's like, yeah, yeah, most of it. I'm like, it's really inappropriate. She's like, oh, well, I didn't pick up on any of that. And all I could think about was the bit about <laughs> the, uh, well, the, when they said like, you were Jack's looking two men's cocks all over your face. Yes. No. <laughs> That's all I think about. That. <laughs> yeah, Alex said that first, and yeah. that, Nate just followed through. Yeah, well, yeah, I just, and then yeah. I, I, he provided the cocks. So hey, Arnie, uh, what's her name? Bob. Barbara. Hey, Arnie, Barbara. Hey, Auntie Barbara. <laughs> Not Barbara. There's no such name as Barbara. No, it's Barbara. Oh, I think it's Barbara. Oh, uh, it's Barbara. But uh, yeah, so shout out to her, and thank you for listening. So I did that. Thank and, you. And uh, some news I got today is I booked a print commercial job. Hey. For a uh, leading Japanese car manufacturer. Really? And here's the funny point about this is uh, when I went to the audition on, on the sort of brief for it, they, they, there was a little th- sort of thing that said, must be comfortable with exotic animals. And I'm <laughs> hey. like, okay, what are we going to snake or something? I don't know. Um, anyway, I get the, uh, a message from my agent forwarded from this production company and it's like, we would like to put Alexander Child on a veil. Um, these dates in brackets, Ostrich Day. Ostrich. Oh, cool. Ostrich you so. get to write it? Like, dude, where's my car style? I would hope so. Dude, that sounds amazing. I love yeah. ostriches. Yeah. When, when is this Bully thing happening? Birds. When are you doing it? Uh, this will be Thursday and Friday. This Thursday and Friday. Oh, cool. So awesome. it's my first print job. Um, yeah, it should be a bit of fun. That's cool, man. Um, yeah, Bethany said I was probably picked for Ostrich Day because of my ostrich legs. And I am known for an ostrich dance. It's uh, where I... I hike up my undies really high, up my thighs, and I prance around like an ostrich. Sounds when, really we, when we get video back up and running in a couple of weeks, I will uh, get you to yeah, yeah. a little interpretation. Absolutely. You could you can play what you played in the shoot, both sides, yourself and the ostrich. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, this is actually, this will be the second time, second job I've had since I've got to LA where I'm working with an animal. Oh yeah. Oh, another moment to be outshone by another species. <laughs> <laughs> Um, cool. So, yeah, Good. That's yeah. me. Okay. So Washington, not to be confused with Washington DC. Yeah. No, this is Washington listeners. State up in the uh, northwest of America. Beautiful place. Flying into yeah. Seattle is incredible. Like all those. Uh, I mean, just I've never seen a, like a city with so many trees and so green and hilly and mountains and. Um, yeah, you forget yeah. living out in this desert. That yeah, and like that was a thing. lush forest out there. and Yeah, coming back into LA and just looking down, it's just dry. Yeah, man. See the um, cracks. Um, Did you get see, to see Fraser? No, I didn't. I, I At one point, actually, yeah, when we were flying into Seattle, 
we saw the um, Space Needle or whatever it's called and I did start singing the theme tune to <laughs> Bethany as we're both fans of the show. Um, but the only bit I could really remember was Toss salad and scrambled eggs. That's important. Bit. You know he invented an accent for that show? Did he? Like he... he it's recorded that he phonetically built this whole accent. Amazing. And then stuck to it. Yeah, it's not a real accent. It's like a That's weird awesome. thing. Yeah. Kelsey Grammar. Yeah. Uh, Nate, what have you been up to? Um, nothing. Nothing at all. <sighs> Bullshit. I got a little... Uh, I, well, it was a cool gig I got for uh, MOCA, the Museum of Contemporary Art out here in Los Angeles. Doing a couple of videos for this artist, Matthew Barney, who does these crazy... Um, well, he he's famous for his video art, actually, but he recently has done these water castings where he dumps like all this iron into clay, and then comes out into this weird. I showed you guys like these weird tree-like sculptures. They look cool. I like them. Yeah, they're crazy. And uh, more importantly, um, my friend Tom Austin is in town. He's on that show, The Royals, right now. He mm. plays like some heartthrob. It's like an e show. So he invited us invited us out. Blah, invited us out to this bar called. No Name? Have you ever been there? No, where is No Name? It's right across from Cantor's, like kind of like in North Hollywood. <laughs> and um, so I go in, like there's like a big scary bouncer and door thing, and it like is decorated like a German castle. <laughs> and uh, I go up to the bar, and I'm ordering a drink, and I just felt like someone was staring at me. So I look over, and it's Jake Gyllenhaal. What? But he was like, um, looked just like he looked in, st- uh, in Nightcrawler. Like his hair was slicked back, and he was like, just like beard or no beard, mad dogging me. Um, no beard, stubble. Yeah. Okay. And um, so I sort of continued to order the drink, and I'm like, this is so weird. Melissa's like, why is Jake Gyllenhaal staring at you? And I was like, I have no idea. Like, and I instantly when I saw him, I looked away because I was like, I didn't recognize him right away, but I was like, oh, that's a celebrity. Like, don't look at celebrities. And then I like kind of turned back and he was still like staring at me with like these crazy eyes. And I looked at him and I was like, it was like a moment like, and he just kept staring at me. So I turned, (laughs) I got the drink, I talked to Melissa and I was like, is that fucking Jake Dylan? I was like staring at me right now. (laughs) And I looked back and he was like, honest to God, still like staring at me expressionless. Like, I think he was like fucking with me or something. It was weird. Anyway. What that was, that, was that the and end that of the story? Well, that, that's the end of the story. Him? But he was sitting next to also like uh, Michael Shannon. Do you guys oh, know Michael yeah. Shannon? Yeah, I, I like, love Michael. Shannon. Basically, if I could be any actor, like I'd want to be Michael Shannon because that guy's like he's amazing. He's like a slot machine that always spits out actorial gold. Like, yeah, like yeah. a man yeah. of steel. Yeah, man. I mean, that guy. He's very skinny. I was definitely like the frumpiest person in the bar for sure. <laughs> Frump- were you wearing? Did you have your cardigan on? No, but I was wearing like a shirt. Ah, oh, stupid shirt. Yeah. Is that like an American shirt where it could mean anything? Or was it a shirt like It was a like a dress shirt. shirt. It was a button up. There you go. But, you know. Anyway. So, yeah, that happened. That was kind I of weird. And that was it. I can't so believe you said eyeball you. Nothing happened, but it was like, it was the look where it was like, I want to fight you. Like, that was the look. Like, I don't know how to describe it except for like, come on, motherfucker. Like, that was the look. So, wait, just to go back, you came into the bar... You walked to the bar. To Actually, we drink. came into the bar. I met up with Tom, yeah. and his friend was playing that night at the bar. So yeah. we like talked about that, and then um, did you cut we, him off? I like I like laughed because he was like he was like I'm a big deal, Nate. Don't embarrass me. Because but he was joking, and I was yeah. like, oh yeah, you know, haha. And then I got then that was it. Like I didn't mention oh, like, hey, fuck that I'm movie. Hit on screw by this movie. Or, yeah. like, 
So I don't know. I don't know what it was. I think maybe it was that he knew that I was an imposter and that I wasn't good enough to be there. <laughs> yeah. And he saw that in me. Yeah. And I certainly felt that way. I was like, look at all these beautiful people. Yeah. You know? So I think he just zoned in and he was like, that guy doesn't belong in my get royal out. space. Yeah. In my German castle bar that no one can get into. I like so anyway. he starts all conversations with uh, Prince of Persia is an underrated movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he would have loved me then, right? So anyway. That happened. That was my. Nice. That's awesome. A week. You got you got flirted with with Jake Gyllenhaal. That's all. I, that's flirt. all. That's how that story reads to me. Jake Gyllenhaal wanted to have sex with you. Yeah, he was giving you the you fuck were, me eyes. See, yeah. that guy could kick my ass. He could climb on top of me and just. Was that an invitation? Uh, I mean, maybe look, you listen you to the to. podcast. Hey, Jake, if you're listening, Nate's open. I'm ready. Night crawl over him. <laughs> <laughs> um, Very good. Yeah. Yeah, but it's a movie. I was about to go to really bad. <laughs> really bad. <laughs> really um, all right. Oh, what have you been up to? I'm sorry, that was rude. What's going no, on? No, I was What's about to just move on. Um, you so can't. we, so we, uh, I spent a whole week locked in a room, basically finishing. I'm not talking to anybody. Uh, finishing our album uh, from my band Ghostlight, and the album's called Dive Dark. And uh, yeah, I've just been, well, not finishing it, but trying to get it in good enough shape that I can send it back to the band so they can hear what's been done to it. Uh, a couple of guys in the band haven't even heard some of the songs on it, to be honest, because it's been a very weird process. So mm. now they've got to add some bits. Um, and just trying to get to a point where I wasn't ashamed of it. And actually, I think I'm about there. So I'm going to send that to them later on today, and they have no clue. Awesome. Cool. So we'll see. And then I'm going to give it to a few select people to get some. Not really feedback on if they like it or not, because I couldn't really give a shit, because this is an album that's, you know, one of those things we just make, made it for ourselves. Yeah. But um, get some feedback on, you know, which track is your favorite, which track isn't, just so we know which ones might be singles and right, right, right. stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, I'll, uh, and I might put some clips on. Um, cool. But, 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 yeah, you can follow Ghostlight Music on Twitter, and you can learn about that stuff if you want to we were this watching is your first album in how long with ghostlight four and a half five years oh, by awesome. the time it comes out it'll be five years i think ah, there you long go. time we never really expected to do another album we always wanted to but we never and then i just kind of pushed ahead with it and the guys joined in when they could so yeah, it's cool. definitely not as involved as it used to be because like yeah we did the first one it was every week rehearsing three times a week and playing a gig every week and developing everything together this is definitely um a different way of doing it we've had some very intense bits of being in the studio but then you've got to throw together ideas very quickly and stuff but, uh, it's been fun it's definitely the most personal thing i've ever made nice um uh yeah we we're playing so we were playing uncharted 2 last week and you remember you might have remembered i said we just finished it and we're about to start three again and i always like everyone always thought uncharted 2 was my favorite and then i was thinking maybe three is going to be my favorite um uncharted 3 man fucking hell what a game. Really? Yeah, so I was playing it with Katie, and I wasn't really playing it much. I knew, you know, a couple of bits I jumped in on, but she was playing, I was just watching, um, helping out with puzzles and things. Um, oh, that game. So Uncharted 2 is a better beginning. Like, the beginning of Uncharted 2 is so good, and it's so just depressing and kind of... Well, not depressing, but it's, it's yeah, just got a lot more gravity to it. Um, this one starts a bit more jovial. But this game is so just... In every, like, the mechanics of it, the gameplay of it, the... the um, the uh, animations, the graphics, like everything's a lot, lot better than the second one in terms of it technically as a video game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the beats are so cool. Um, and there's so many scenes in it I've forgotten all about. I know once we were actually getting to it, and this game's now, I don't know, four years old, something, and we're getting to bits in it. 
and we're both exclaiming out loud we're like that's so cool and like that's so beautiful yeah, yeah. oh my god like the camera yeah. just pan out and you suddenly realize where you are and you see the scope and like that's fucking awesome and just the design of stuff and the thought process to like develop these spaces and things and just it's just such a good game cool um, i gotta play it yeah so i haven't had a chance yet to play either of those games mm. but i was intending to once i do start send you a photo al which you can post online um you should, wear, you should wear your t-shirt <laughs> how did you know <laughs> i don't know yeah that is exactly what i was gonna do yeah take a photo of me whole uh wearing my uh what t-shirt? Uncharted t-shirt that I got at E3, which was oh. uh, came in a woman's size large. Nice. Are you a woman's size large? I have quite a bust. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. No, seriously, do uh, do play them. Like they take well, like 10 hours each, I Perfect. guess, maybe. Um, but they are the the best adventure just stories just ever. They're so fucking good. The, the only problem with them, and particularly the third one is the tail end of it is so much shooting and it's just way too much. It's just stupid. It's just stupid. shooting. It's just hundreds say. of people. Yeah, there's this running joke in the games industry because Nathan Drake's like the most empathetic, enjoyable, realistic, and I don't mean in a gritty way realistic, but just well-rounded character in video games. And you really love him, but he's a mass murderer of just thousands and thousands <laughs> of people. And it's just, it's so, you'll see him in a cutscene and he's, you know, protagonist, he's like in conflict over something. Yeah, and yeah. then you're cut and he's just shooting, yeah, 100 people in a row. <laughs> um, but yeah, <clears throat> really, really great. Have you finished Until Dawn? No, not yet. Because okay. this took over. We were pl- we've been playing it still. We're getting to the end. We're on the last night, I think. Um, mm-hmm. So we're right at the end. Um, and we're going to finish that now. And we've got a bunch of other stuff we're tidying up. But Uncharted really took over. Because every time we sat down, we're like, what do you want to play? Like, yeah, Uncharted. Yeah, cool. Um, and we're catching up with the paranormal activities. So you, you, me, and us lot can go see... Well, we're going to watch Smart Ones and then go see the Ghost Dimension. Mm-hmm. And we have to go see the Ghost Dimension in 3D. Okay, sounds good. 3D. Is that so we can see the activity? Can you imagine how much <laughs> you'll throw up in uh, found footage in 3D? Um, and I went to see Steve Hucksters. Jobs. Sorry. Oh, yeah. How was it? <clears throat> it was... Have you? Has anyone seen Steve? No, Jobs? I Help. haven't seen it. I don't. Know, I don't know how to talk about it. No, because I I love Aaron Sorkin. You know, as you know, and I love Danny. But yeah. I said last last episode, other than Star Wars, my most like anticipated movie of the year. It's spectacular, but the same things that make it spectacular kind of annoyed me about it. Um, it's very theatrical, very theatrical, and it's actually the structure of it. I had no idea about the structure is just in three parts, and it's takes place about half an hour, I guess, or even 15 minutes or something. I don't know, half an hour, I think, bet- before he's about to go on stage to do an announcement to do with a, you know, have something that's coming out. Um, and it starts in like 1988 and then it jumps to 19, like early 90s or something. And then it goes 10 years to like 1998, just when the iMac, the first like, you know, the one that returned mm-hmm. things around them yeah. came out, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and all you have is just like a very much like a theater piece of very few amount of actors in it um and the same ones coming back each time and they're just having lots of conversations with him and there's a bit at the end of the movie where he has a line like i don't know what happens it seems every time we're about to go on stage 10 minutes before people go get drunk and then come tell me what they really think and you're like yeah that's how the whole movie feels it's a bit too much like it's a bit yeah. none of it is remotely realistic they're just compressing all these relationships all these conversations all this drama into 10 minutes before stage or whatever it half now yeah every time but as a theater piece, it's fantastic. The acting is phenomenal. The directing isn't his boldest, but it's got beautiful, beautiful moments. 
What's happening? Ooh. We're just being brought bowls. Oh, oh where did that goodness. come from? Katie, wow. This podcast just got a Surprise lot more ending. coconut Um, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, no, so I, I need to kind of, I need, I want to say it again. Oh, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, thank you. Uh, yeah, I want to see it again. I, I absolutely loved it. I would recommend everyone go see Steve Jobs. Absolutely. It's just a very unique, interesting film. And it's not as like, so I was expecting it to be more like Social Network, which is quite realistic. Yeah. Albeit mm-hmm. everyone speaks like Aaron Sorkin. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but this is very theatrical, very purposely cool. theatrical. Sounds like I, I'm, I'm definitely going to still see it. Yeah, I think you'll like it. Um, so, yeah. So, <laughs> the podcast. <laughs> That's what we're doing. Yeah. There we go. Uh, Mikey Avila writes in, uh, we are tessellate at outlook.com, just like you can. And ask, how do we all keep our white clothes so white? He wants a little. He wants a laundry advice. So you got some white fabrics you got to wash. What do you do with it, Nate? Oh well, first off, I what I do is I <laughs> get one of those bleach. <laughs> your laundry wipes? I get one of those bleach pens. They sell them at Rite Aid, Pavilions, <laughs> Save On, Save On Drugs. Oh, I already said Save On Drugs. And then I I find my little stain. Usually it's blood or food, and <laughs> and I I scrub at it almost. Well, it's been described as excessive. And clockwise or counterclockwise? Well, I go clockwise until my wrist hurts and I switch hands and go counter. So you should just dab. Dabbing's for noobs. Anyway, that's what I do. That's what you do. Yeah. Is that is that legitimately what you do? You no, I've never. I mean, I would just accept it. What do you do if you wash it when you're washing your whites? Like you're washing a nice white shirt, you want to keep it crisp and white. What do you do? Just wash uh, it on its own. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I'm so like wasteful. I probably would wash it and be like, "Oh, the stain's there," and then I'd hang it up and try to wear it and be like, "Oh, there's a stain there." And then you over the you course keep of probably five years, I'll probably throw it away. Do you keep your whites separated from your colors? No, I don't. I keep my. <laughs> was that a joke? No, it wasn't meant oh, to we, be. Oh, was it? Are you laughing? <laughs> Are you laughing at my expense? Um, no, I mean, I, I keep, uh, you know, I don't do anything except I separate my shirts and my pants when I wash and I put it on the delicate cycle. So you would put in a white shirt with a, like a gray shirt or a blue shirt and just wash it? Absolutely. You're fucking crazy, man. I know. You're crazy. What do I you do, Alex? When you thought this podcast couldn't get any worse, we're going to talk about how we wash our shirts while we eat rice pudding. Uh, <laughs> you know, if there's a, if there's a major stain issue... I'll get the whites all together. Hot water. Just a bit of hot water? No, I mean, like, like I'll put them in a hot wash. Oh, you'll put in a hot wash? Yeah. So you're going to risk the shrinkage. He likes every the time shrinkage. I, every time I get water on me, I risk the shrinkage. <laughs> get water on my clothes. But you'll keep them separate. <laughs> keep them separate keep in that separate. circumstance. But if there's no major stain injury, you know, and it Al, doesn't matter. What do you do? So if it's a t-shirt or something that I have... Um, yeah, I'll, I'll just well, I'll wash out with whatever, pretty much. Um, do it on a low low heat, like pretty as low as I can get, thirty degrees or something like that. Um, but if it's a shirt, I'll go get it dry cleaned. Gotta get it dry cleaned. I'll get it dry cleaned, man. Man, dry cleaning is the best, man. Yeah, I just like I'll be honest with you. It's I don't really like what it does because it puts that you know even if you put low starch, there's still starch going in. It, it never feels the same. It yeah. never feels the same, guys. But. It's freshly ironed for me. Yeah, yeah. And I don't go. have to do that bullshit, and I it like costs me a couple of dollars. Too, and that's it. It's nice to have that little 
crispness. I don't know. I've just got an ironing board, which should be turning out this evening. I'm quite excited. I have a steamer. Do you? Thank I was you. recommended a steamer because they're fantastic. They, they terrify me a little bit. I like. I know my way around an ironing board. I don't know my way around a steamer, and I'm worried. I want to experiment if I get one. I'll just start. I'll just start seeing what else I can steam. Don't fear experimentation. Anyway, great question. Keep them coming. Thank you, Mr. Nooch. Uh, so we're going to kick off the podcast, apparently, uh, as we do every week with Nate's Blowdown. Nate's Blowdown. Blowdown. All right. Well, we're going to get started Nate's here with a little bit of Star Wars news. Uh, Shocker. The Force Awakens demolishes pre-sale records, according to Fandango. Traffic surged to seven times <laughs> its typical peak on the Fandango site. What's so funny, guys? I'm trying to get blowy. <laughs> Nothing, it's just your voice. Continue. Um, anyway, they blew out, speaking of blowdowns, the Hunger Games, which previously held the record, what? by eight times more ticket sales in the first day. Get out of here. We managed to get a whole last podcast. You know, it was a day that Star Wars trailer dropped, and we didn't. We mentioned it, but we never spoke about it. And we're not going to hear. So there I think there's a couple people online talking about it, maybe. Chewbacca's in it. Oh, is he? No. Okay. Luke Skywalker's in it. Is he? Yeah. He's the dude with the black helmet. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> no! Underworld 5 is currently filming in Prague for 10 weeks. Yeah, it is. Kate Beckinsale returns. Yes, yeah, she does. They made five of those? Yeah. And it's going to be directed by Anna Forrester, who directed episodes of Criminal Minds, but is well known for her cinematography on blockbusters like Independence Day and The Day After Tomorrow. Underworld 5 hit cinemas October 21st, 2016. Ant-Man and the Wasp! <laughs> the sequel to Ant-Man has found its directing director in Peyton Reed, who directed Yes Man, The Breakup, and Bring It On. The movie hit cinemas July 6th, 2018. Are you noticing everyone's just hiring people who worked on 90s movies? It seems yeah. to be what's happening. Yeah. You're like, oh, they were good in the 90s. Let's get that guy back. What's he doing? Oh, it's he just, wants a job? It's just weird when you see these, um, no offense to either of those two directors, but when you see these people and they're still around doing this stuff, you're like, really? Are you not doing something different? Because you didn't seem to, you know, yeah. have to yes, man. And I mean, I guess they made money, all three of those movies. Yeah. Yeah. Bring it on. Bring I mean, on. come on. That just, was honestly, though, like remaking, I mean, come on. Like, it was so sad when that man wasn't directed by a right in the end, but... Having a sequel directed by the director of Bring It On. Really, Marvel? They're getting gritty. That's a bad, that's a bad. They're getting gritty. That's a bad decision. Coming up, guess who's going to be hosting the Oscars in February? I think I know. Who? Oh, shit, I forgot. Chris Rock. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, enough said, really. He did it in 2005. He's going to do it for the 88th Academy Awards. No, you should do it. Yeah, you should do it, Nate. You'd be good. You definitely the voice. You should do the radio narration for it. Okay. Should Thanks. we do? Let's record a podcast on the, when the Oscars are on, and we can just like watch it and do the podcast while it's on. Okay. We just narrate what's happening. So then I'm people don't have to watch it. Of, they just listen to us the next gowns. day. I mean gowns. Ben Affleck has come out to debunk theories that he's not only starring in, but also I like, I like the pause there, but <laughs> writing and directing the Batman reboot that's coming after Batman vs Superman: Dawn of Justice. He had this to say. Look. <laughs> if I could make it work, I mean, yeah. Obviously, it would be like a dream, he said. The trick is, as to any movie, if you're going to direct it, 
then you've got to make it good. You've got to have the right ideas and the right take on it. Broadly speaking, it's something I'd be open to for, for sure. It's very exciting as an idea. Producer Charles Roven also commented on this, stating, Aflac has got a busy schedule. He's about to start a movie now. <laughs> Guys, can we keep it together? Aflac. <laughs> I'm getting blowy. And he's also got obligations to be in Jurassic League. Uh, Justice League. Jurassic League. <laughs> Jurassic League. Oh, that's got to be the next crossover. Jurassic Dude. World meets the Justice League. I think we just stumbled on some gold. Oh, um, my God. The calendars is a bit tricky, of course. The script is... <laughs> you know what I sound? Just like a, I sound like a Japanese voiceover actor trying to do an American accent for a video game. <laughs> of course, the script obviously has to be worthy of him wanting to direct it. And once that happens, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> really from do. Princess Mononoke or something? To be fair, to be fair, this is how this producer sounds. <laughs> it's still got to be a good fit into his calendar. We're hoping we can make it happen. So that's what's weird about this. It's because, yeah, everyone's oh. been going on about um, Ben Affleck is writing, directing, Affleck. starring. I think it's Affleck. Ben Affleck. <laughs> he also sells car insurance. In the, uh, <laughs> In the reboot, and this is the first time really to come out and say, no, this, this really isn't happening. And it seems like backing out. It seems like Affleck doesn't necessarily like the way they want to push it. That's what it sound, reads to me. Because he didn't come out and say, no, I'm not doing this for months. And now he's come out to say, oh, well, it's got to be the right project. And they've come out to say, well, yeah, we need a script that's good enough for him, which kind of insinuates he's looked at what they have and he didn't like it too much. Um, Why isn't Matt Damon my Robin? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, this is interesting. Um, but yeah yeah alright moving on Anthony Mackie who plays the Falcon in the Marvel Cinematic Universe came out this week to say that he doesn't think their upcoming movie Black Panther needs a black director previously he Nor said does it need a Falcon sorry <laughs> I'm so in the middle of this right <laughs> sorry now. sorry previously <laughs> he said struggling. that the decision to cast white actors over black actors has nothing to do with racism but rather it being a business decision due to performance in international markets. And now this week, he has this to say about the new Marvel movie. Open quote. I don't want to do like a stereotypical black <laughs> yeah, accent please, here, don't. but like, yeah, no, I'm just going to read this. Thickly, since this is about racial stereotypes. Yeah, no, I, I'm going to go, oh, jeez. Do Japanese. <laughs> I don't think uh, this It's important at all. As a director, your job is to tell a story, you know? They did a. They didn't get a horse to direct Seabiscuit. <laughs> the thing is, I don't think the race of the director has to do with their ability to tell a story. I think it's all about the director's ability to relate to that story and do it justice. I think men can direct women. I think two of my greatest work experiences were with female directors, so. <laughs> I think it all depends. <laughs> May the best man. Oh, or woman, win. It's all a game. It's just all a game. But Who's going to get the job? The crucial hitter for this is, yeah, the ambit that Marvel, however, are only looking at black directors right now. That's right. Marvel <clears throat> seems, yeah, that's, you said it. Who are they looking, looking at? at um, they're looking at uh, Ava uh, DuVernay, who did um, Selma, F. Gary, uh, Gary, who did Straight Outta Compton, and Ryan Coogler, who did Creed. 
Which is just, yeah. They're all in talks. Because it's such a big racial yeah. thing going on at the moment with Hollywood. It seems to just be getting bigger every week and more out of control when people just say something and then it just gets spiraling. It was kind of, I think what he says is absolutely 100% true. It's just like, yep, it's just to do with, you know, where, where the money's coming from, like what people want to see for what role. And then just down to who is right. Who's the right director? And Marvel yeah. coming out and just being, we need a black director to make Black Panther is kind of racist the other way to be honest yeah it's um it's a sticky wicket for sure it is they should i mean it's just kind of yeah i don't know marvel i'm, I'm a bit worried about the, the new directors they're announcing for things i'll be honest because they've been they've had great directors before and at well, the moment they just seem to be wanting to tick off certain things yeah i mean are you nervous about george Clooney, who's going to direct the new coen brothers script called no. suburbicon no does that make you nervous no because he's white <laughs> And he's um, old. You shouldn't direct when you're old. <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, anyway, it's a drama in the vein of uh, Cohen's breakout film, Blood Simple, and is a small crime drama set in the 50s. Did I get you excited? You were a Cohen fan, aren't you? I am a big Cohen Brothers fan. I am excited. But I'm measuring my... Uh, is it because he's directing it you're less excited? Or yeah. Or just because they've got a lot of output right now? It's because Clooney's directing it. Really? Yeah. He's done some great films and some bad ones. Like Monuments Men wasn't good. But then Good Night, Good Luck was superb. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I just think they're a little, his films, like the Coen brothers have this amazing depth and I'm not sure that Clooney um, can, capture it all. can capture it all. Yeah. Yeah. But you're doing something, yeah, like their earlier films. I'm interested. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, anyway, <clears throat> speaking of another director, Edgar Wright, who did Shaun of the Dead and yeah! Scott Pilgrim, has teamed up with Johnny Depp. To bring Neil Gaiman's oi, oi. Ch- children's book, fortunately, The Milk, to the big screen as a live-action hybrid. The film has been written by Brett McKenzie, who did Flight of the Concords. So Brett. it should be fucking funny, man. Nice. Yeah, it sounds re- like it's going to be funny. This is difficult for me because you've got Neil Gaiman, who's one of my all-time favorite writers ever. you got Brett. <laughs> Who is part of Flight of Concords, so I love it. Yeah. And then you get Edgar Wright, who's without a doubt one of England's most interesting directors. And then you've got Johnny Depp thrown in there, who I fucking Man. hate. It's so. going to be great. But it sounds great. Yeah. Johnny Depp just had to go and ruin it. It's just weird that Neil Gaiman's not adapting his own book as a screenplay because he's done that before. Yeah. Um, Maybe he was like, not this one. Yeah. Not this story uh, about a father who goes to the store to buy some milk and returns with wild stories of alien space time travel. Pirates and sex toys, and more. <laughs> Disney it's is my indeed type of children's book. <clears throat> yeah, I know. It's the only kind I read. What are Disney doing? Tell me. Uh, they're turning that ride of theirs <laughs> into a movie. What? Oh, I said they're turning their ride <laughs> into a movie. Oh. <laughs> the ride was originally based loosely on the original Twilight Zone series TV series. But the new movie will have nothing to do with the classic show. The movie treatment was done by John August, who did Big Fish. And it's about five people in a hotel who take an elevator and disappear. That was another, that was another late 90s, After, early 90s yeah. film, wasn't it, Big Fish? Yeah. yeah. It's still getting people from that era for some reason. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. Sorry. Uh, they also turned the ride into a TV movie back in 1997 starring Steve Guttenberg and Kristen Dunst. Kristen Dunst. Kristen Dunst. Um, what yeah, do we need to say about that? Well, it's a ride. More, it's a we property. need more rides turned into movies. Yeah, I mean, I think I think from the creative 
standpoint, it's nothing is more organic than because Tomorrowland did really well for them. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm bitter. Can you tell? Uh, <laughs> Columbia Pictures is making a Jumanji reboot and has hired Scott Rosenberg to write it. His previous work includes. I don't know. What's he done? High Fidelity. Oh, there you go. A 90s Con film. Con Air. A 90s and film. And Gone in 60 Seconds. Another 90s film. What the fuck is happening, Hollywood? Did everyone just die? Da, 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 da. <laughs> and you just come back to. It's the 90s, baby. It's Let's weird. keep it rolling. <laughs> Our new Spidey, Tom. Han, Han, Han. Okay. Who wants a Jumanji reboot? I mean, look, I fucking love the. the but it's just going to make me miss. Uh, 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 Robin Williams? Robin Williams, man. <laughs> You can't have Jumanji without Robin Williams. Nope. That's like I only, having yeah. sex without intercourse. I don't, I don't need Why? another Jumanji. Yeah. I never that. saw Jumanji until last year. Mm. Um, and we watched it in a double bill. Zathura. You know, the uh, sequel? Ah, yeah. Yep. Um, well, the pseudo sequel. Yep. And they're both great. Like, Zathura is almost as good as Jumanji, to be honest. It's a, mm-hmm. you know, but it's not really? as treasured for our generation because it was, it was, you know, 10 years later or whatever. Right. I mean, fucking um, Jumanji's. So I as far as I'm one. concerned, this is the thing. It's it basically the theme of them is it's films about kids with board games that take you into some other you know world. Why not just make another film in that series? Why you have to reboot Jumanji? You just make another board game. It's like when they're rebooting The Crow or whatever. It's like well, you just make a new character who's brought back by The Crow. I mean that's part of the mythology. You get to do that as much as you want to do it. I uh, know. Like it's baked into this of like there can be lots of board games. Why? Why you know? Yeah, it's why weird. does it have to be the same one? I wonder if it's because it's like. Our generation that grew up watching Jumanji now is like we have kids and we're like they're like those guys will take their kids to see Jumanji because yeah. secretly they want to see Jumanji. They want to see Ryan always running for a house again, right? God, that movie was so good. Yeah. What is his name? Like Peter Parrish. The effects of story. Yeah, that's that it. Movie. Peter Parrish. Good memory. Yeah, thanks, dude. Parrish shoes. Yeah, yeah. I like that kid. I thought he was. Who cool. did this? It was me, father. <laughs> what else Honest, is happening too. in the world? Tom Holland. Our new Spidey apparently fell over and bashed his face in <laughs> just before his last shot on the upcoming Captain America Civil War. I'm bitter, can you tell? He also said that the shot looks great. They'll just have to CGI out the blood. He also kids. said, yeah, and the kids. He also said, despite trying to do something new and exciting with the role, he's looking to Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire to take on the character for inspiration. Mm. Civil War. Opens in May 6, 2016. Yeah, my number one movie for next year. It's going to be cool. Not Can't long. wait. Oh, yeah. Can yeah. Spidey back in the MCU? Nothing could be better. Nothing. Is there anything that could be Nothing better? Nothing could be better. What about Steve Jobs as Spider-Man? Inventing iPhones and then like swinging on white cords through buildings. I like your brain. <laughs> <laughs> but not your dirty laugh. <laughs> 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 how many how many more points do we have in the uh, uh the blow we've got four more but i'll just right. blow through them on a red carpet chat with associate press jj abrams director of star wars the force oh, awakens replied to the Here question go, of Alex. luke's absence in the trailers by saying where's luke these are good questions to be asking i can't wait for you to find out what the answer is <laughs> and when pressed as to if there was a reason for luke not turning up in the trailers he simply said it's no accident I love. Uh, did, you, did you see this? Did you see this clip below? You just got some frenzy journalist like off camera and just scream. Why is Luke not in? Why is he not in the trailer? What's going on? And then as he answers, they're like, "Is there a reason?" 
It's like, of course there's a fucking reason. <laughs> then they just edit these things blind. <laughs> like, what's yeah. wrong with you? Oh, shit, shit, we yeah, forgot we him. Forgot. Oh, <laughs> man, we left Luke out. Anyway. Ridiculous people. Yeah. And I love that was a perfect answer as well, because it's just like, it tells us nothing at all. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it sort of says like... It insinuates, yeah, there's... there's you still thinking Dark Side, Al? I'm oh, thinking... I'm it, thinking oh, you are? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was kind of thinking like, like, because you made the really smart point, like maybe it's intentionally misleading. And by him saying it's good questions for people to be asking, then he's like, oh, my deception is working. Do you know mm, what I mean? mm. Yeah. I mean, with J.J. Abrams, the problem is you have to wonder how many bluffs are behind the bluff. Because he would bluff like five times just to do something similar. Oh, he just turns up in one scene. Hello. Hands over a lightsaber and walks off or something. Or it could literally be... You got me, Abrams. ...that he, Adam Driver, isn't playing... Kylo Ren. And it's actually Mark Hamill. Like he really, you know, he could literally, he, he's that shrewd. Hawk mammal. He could fuck with you like that. Maybe he's, um, I would like, I would, we? I kind of see, I kind of see it more now potentially. Cause I don't see him being quite brave enough to do that. I see maybe Luke being like a new emperor, um, to Kylo Ren. Huh. Yeah. That's yeah. I, I could see, see that. I see that. Uh, particularly when you have that shot with his robot arm on the on the droid as well. He's mm-hmm. got like the robe and the hood. And I see yeah. that as an emperor call out as well. Yeah. But we'll see. Mm. We yeah, see. I read I read one blog thing and then and then I was like, No, I'm done. I'm not don't want any more sort of of this speculation. But one point a person made was that Kylo Ren is the grandson of the Emperor. Mm. And that Luke turned to the dark side and yeah, he became like his apprentice. Man, they keep this stuff locked down. I have a friend, my friend Graham auditioned for the movie mm. and uh, his sides, like they had changed all the names and all like the locations really? and prop names. Yeah. So it was like, uh, I have to deliver these VHSs to Johnny. Like that was what the Star Wars audition wow. was like. And then the casting director took his script after the audition and shredded it in front of him. Wow. And he was like, come on, you don't need to do that. You know, I mean, that's silly, but they're really keeping it locked. They are. Which and oh, and also he was working in a bar, and they hand delivered the script into his hand. Like it wasn't emailed. Like they Whoa. like special courier. They're like, "Are you Graham?" He was like, "Yeah." They're like, "Can I see some ID?" Yeah, gave him the script, ah. and then all the names were changed and everything like that. Pretty we had our, our friend Tamarashita. He auditioned as well. Oh, and really? And Haruka. They both auditioned. All for the same role. <laughs> True backer. Yep. Luckies. <laughs> Uh, the first batch of backwards compatible games finally arrives next month for the Xbox One. Woo-hoo-hoo! And Criterion just announced that Burnout Paradise will be among them. Yeah. But potentially not the first in the wave. Yeah, so this was this was what turned the tide for Xbox last E3? Was this, yeah, this was last E3. Was this when we were there? E3 I think so, yeah. Happened? I remember yeah. you telling me about it. Um, you know, it was the big deal for them because they were claiming a lot of fans. Because, uh, yeah, obviously none of the consoles do backwards compatibility. They just like to keep re-releasing the old games at HD and you'd spend another 60 bucks on them. Um, right. And they announced this. Unfortunately, the caveat is they have to... It's not just a general... Um, what do you call it? Uh, not a modulator. Or a, what do you call it? Uh, emulator. emulator. It's not a general emulator, but then just allows you to play any game. They have to program in for every specific game. So there are people just around the clock having to work on these things. So they have like vote things up of what game do you want. Uh-huh. To be backwards compatible, so it's not like they'll launch this and then you could just put any disc in for the 360. Yeah. It's like no, here are the first 100 titles. If you have any of these, you can use these. We'll keep working on it and get more out. Which to me just seems exhausting from both sides because there's going to be confusion from everyone on what can I actually play. And then on their side, that's a lot of work. Like 
You yeah. think they could just come up. Honestly, I mean, I appreciate it. Obviously, it's hard. But how fucking hard can that really be? I mean, you used to be able to have backwards compatibility. Yeah, especially with because discs. it's like the machines are so powerful now. You'd think they could just basically put in another. I understand. I don't know. But yeah. anyway, but it's still good news because yeah, you know, cool. if you've got some 360 discs all lying around um, or you want to play some of the classics and you don't want to spend $60 on the new versions, then you can go get them for five bucks or something. Then. Yeah. There you go. Harmonics acknowledges that their dev team posted reviews of Rock Band 4 on Amazon. This was uncovered by Reddit members and reported by Destructoid. <laughs> Varying in length and detail, but all giving the game five out of five stars. In one review... Project manor, manager Matthew Nordhaus simply wrote, You can still rock in America. Aw, oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Then later he added, I added this review half in jest, as you might be able to tell from the tone of the original. I, In hindsight, it's probably important that I note that I work on the game and work for harmonics. That being said, I'm confident that, it didn't, that if I didn't, I would still give the game five stars. It's beautiful. Peaceful, cooperative game, rare enough already in today's landscape, but I can play with my wife and kids. And there's another really long quote, but <clears throat> I think we're done with me talking, right? <laughs> you done? Are you out? Are you tired? <sighs> that was crazy, though. I mean, that, what that's I loved funny. about that is that, yeah, you have a company going out and just posting. I mean, that's litigious if you're doing like everyone's just doing their own reviews on their game and giving it five stars to try and affect sales. Um, but that's completely something. I bet that I want to check it out on Reddit. I bet it's hilarious. But it's completely something I'd probably do. That's what, as I was yeah. reading this, like, oh, those idiots. I was like, yeah, I'd be that idiot. <laughs> oh, <laughs> this game yeah. is awesome. <laughs> oh yeah, America. <laughs> yeah. Uh, was that everything? Was that the news? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Nate. That was a good blowdown. Yeah. Thanks, man. I, I enjoyed it. So, Alex. Yeah. There's no lead in this week. <laughs> I ditched it. Uh, but if I was tired from a hard day of doing compulsory social work, I'm collapsed on my sofa with a burning urge to find out what films and games are peeking out just around the corner. But my laptop, the vessel of Google that it is, is frustratingly out of reach. My mm -hmm. phone lying belly down on the smooth wood floor, impossible for my fat digits to lavy beneath and pick it up. Levy beneath, not lavy. What song could I sing to coax out a bevy of information from the star of the recent release, Gem and the Holograms? You'd put your hand to your ear. And you'd say, Chris Pratt, can you give me some money? money give me money. some money. And how would the... How would the uh... <laughs> that sounded just like Snoop Dogg doing like he a did little... It, I want us all three to do that last one. Do it again. <laughs> do the high and then... Chris Pratt, can you give me some money? Give me some money. <laughs> uh, so what, how would the Prattster reply this week? He would say, bad luck. <laughs> Nothing's coming out. <laughs> so... Starting off uh, this week, I've got a film. Uh, so this is for Friday, 30th of October. A film called Love, directed by the Argentinian director Gaspar Noe, who uh, directed Into the Void. You guys familiar oh, with that film? fuck I am, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that crazy, crazy... Yeah, I'm familiar with Gaspar Noe as well. He's a nightmare. Crazy film. Yeah, so this one is uh, about a man called Murphy, who's an American living in Paris, who enters a highly sexually and emotionally charged relationship with the unstable Electra. Unaware Sounds of the like a relationship to me. Unaware of the effect it will have on their relationship, they invite their pretty neighbor into their bed Ooh. for a threesome. Three-way. I think I watched the trailer. So yeah, it's... so I watched the Red Band trailer and it's highly erotic. There were lots of thrusts and nipples. How many times did you watch it? <laughs> uh, just the ones and I was good. 
Um, yeah, I don't know, guys. Not feeling it. Um, I mean, I feel with any of these kind of like erotic sex films. I mean, it's just people just go to see it for that. I would, and it's like, and it, it, I don't feel like they're ever handled in a way that is organically motivated. Well, it just seems necessary. He just so I mean I don't know with this film, but he his history is he has great ideas and he's very ballsy with it, and then he treats things like a teenager. Like Into the Void for me, yeah, oh, sorry, Enter yeah. the Void was um, that's him. Enter the Void, yeah, that's one. Into the Void, yeah. Into the Void, something like that. Um, he's it was such a great idea. I mean, mm. it's meant to be you know it looks like a single shot film. Someone dies at the beginning, and then you float out like their spirit, and you wander around kind of the alleyways at nighttime, and you jump into other people and possess them and stuff. And it was such a cool idea, and it's gorgeous. Like it's so beautifully made. Mm-hmm. But then he just treats it like a teenager, and it's like everything's miserable, and everyone's having sex, and everyone's being hit, and everyone's on drugs, and it's mm. just like it's there's nothing, there's no context, and there's nothing interesting about it at all, other than the idea. Yeah. And that's my problem with this stuff. Like, I, I will probably check this out when it's out on Netflix or something just to see because I think he's an interesting director. I just yeah, yeah. think he's a bit of a child as well with how he tends to push his ideas. Yeah, and I mean that uh, alongside an erotic film. <laughs> if he handles it that same way, it's going to be pretty silly. Yeah, there's a lot of sex in, in to Enter the Void. Yeah. Um, and, he, and the sex is like, well... I thought it was quite realistically handled, actually. It's just the other characters aren't. Mm. No. Mm. Anyway, moving on. Uh, this film, the next film is uh, Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse, which yeah. is directed by Christopher Landon, who um, wrote Paranormal Activity 2, 3, 4, and The Mark Ones, which he mm-hmm. also directed. It stars Ty Sheridan, Logan Miller, and Joey Morgan. So basically, this one's about three scouts on the eve of their last camp out discover the true meaning of friendship when they attempt to save their town from a zombie a- outbreak. Uh, the movie poster for this looks like a classic kind of 80s uh, B-movie horror. It looks really fun. That's cool. Um, uh, yeah, it looks like a really fun film, sort of in that kind of crossover horror comedy yeah, genre. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, which is... I don't really have out. anything to add to it. It's out on Friday. Out on Friday, yeah. Oh, I want to watch this Check one, that actually. out. For sure. um, yeah, I saw it and it just it just sort of looked fun. I, I kind of like that that genre, that horror comedy. So I was looking into, because uh, like, we're talking about the paranormal activities and he wrote well, most of them, didn't he? Two, three, four. Yep, and Mark, Mark ones. Yeah. Um, and it's really weird because I was looking into like the reviews for the new one haven't been great. Um, and I was looking into who's behind it and there's about seven writers which is just insane. For this, this for the new one, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what's weird about it, so the guy who's directed the new one, who's called Gregory Plotkin, great director's name, Plotkin, <laughs> uh, he produced Paranormal Activity 3, 4, and the marked ones, hasn't produced the new one, which he's directing, which I thought was a little bit strange. And then with the, yeah, with the writers and stuff, yeah, that guy like used to write stuff. I'm trying to remember now. Basically, everything's swapped over, so everyone's like doing different roles and things, and then they've brought in... The guys who, the two guys who wrote Project Almanac, um, and then the two guys who wrote uh, The Taking of Deborah Logan, which are both found footage like movies, um, and it's just weird. Like yeah, and then this guy's gone to do Scout instead, and this looks like a much more fun movie. I yeah, think, personally. So I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm actually we're going to see Ghost Dimension. Don't get me wrong, but I'm more excited actually to see this. Yeah, this one I had heard nothing about, and then I thought it. Uh, 
yeah, I thought it was going to be a bit of a throwaway film, to be honest. But then I watched the trailer and it looks it's like kinda fun. Good. Yeah. I feel like it's coming out at a smart time, like sort of preempting the big uh, Halloween. Uh, absolutely. Bit, you know, kinda, yeah. Uh, what else is happening? Also coming out this Friday is Burnt, directed by John Wells, starring Bradley Cooper and Sienna Ooh. Miller. Uh, Bradley Cooper plays Adam Jones, a chef who destroyed his career with drugs um, and diva behavior. <laughs> their words, their words not are. mine. He cleans up and returns to London, determined to redeem himself by spearheading a top restaurant that can gain three Michelin stars. Um, yeah, I'm not going to see this. I mean, it's like the kind of movie I, I think I might fall asleep to at some point. But yeah. there's posters for it everywhere, and it's kind of just like Bradley Cooper's goofy looking face like in a kitchen like yeah the posters are stupid they are really stupid. Are. the trailer looks all right i mean this is director of um august um how do you pronounce it osage Os- osage county um which was nicely made um but yeah it just looks there was one bit where he's uh i think he's either feeding sienna miller some food or he has food in front of him he's his chef and he says i want to give people culinary orgasms <laughs> oh jesus oh god Sounds really... He, w- he was in a TV show called Kitchen Confidential that Brad yeah. Cooper starred in. I just had one season where he played a chef as well. And that was great. That was like most of my chef friends like that one because they feel it was a quite an accurate portrayal of how a kitchen is. Yeah, and that's based on the book by Anthony Bourdain. Is it? Kitchen Confidential. Is it really? Loosely based on his stories and that, which uh, yeah. Anthony Bourdain's awesome. Yeah, you haven't seen any of his shows. Parts I love Anthony Bourdain. No, no reservations. Yeah. No reservation. There you go. Rock and roll food. Uh, anyway, moving on. Uh, I've got two more films. This next one is uh, called Our Brand is Crisis. It's directed by David Gordon Green, produced by George Clooney, which sort of came up in a strange sort of way in the trailer. It was sort of out of nowhere. <laughs> um, and it stars Sandra Bullock and Billy Bob Thornton. Um, an American woman well-versed in political campaigns is sent to the war-torn lands of South America to help install a new leader, but is threatened to be thwarted by a long-term rival. Oh, another thing that popped up in the trailer was produced by the people that brought you Argo. That's a weird mix. I didn't realize that was David Gordon Green. I've seen those yeah. posters of Sandra Bullock doing her hands up. She's like, yeah, all yeah. over her legs. Yeah. Like, every time we drive by, I'm just like, oh, Sandra fucking Bullock. I it's know. funny, because and also I in the know. trailer, there's like bits where it looks... Like it's going to go down that sort of political uh, drama kind of path. Yeah. And then there's a bit where she almost breaks into Sandra Bullock miscongeniality where she's speaking to this whole room of people and she's like, does anyone speak uh, English? And then a woman asks in Spanish and she's like, gracias. And walks (laughs) off. This is what it's weird. (laughs) It's just like, that just was weird. That's the mix. That's what, yeah, I had no idea about that. But but David Gordon Green, he used to be one of my favorite directors. Mm -hmm. And then he went right into the Apatow stuff. So like, I'm just trying to remember because yeah, he did George Washington, which was phenomenal in 2000. Then he did All the Real Girls, which is one of my very favorites. Undertow, which I love. Snow Angels. And they're all these lovely indie deli. Have you seen any of those films? No, I haven't actually. Really? You'd like them. Definitely. Yeah. Um, They're very personable, kind of like novella kind of films. Uh And then after that, he just suddenly went into Pineapple Express, Your Highness, The Sitter, uh, Prince Avalanche, which was him kind of crossing the two, (laughs) Eastbound and Down. Um, Eastbound and Down was Eastbound and Down fucking brilliant but Dude, it's, that's, that's, it's yeah. completely it's so far yeah, yeah, pushing yeah. the boat out yeah, that yeah. it's it's phenomenal um, yeah and now this I actually did a film apparently last year called Manglehorn starring Al Pacino 
Wow. There you go. Um, but yeah, that's why I, I bet no something really fucked okay. up happened in his life at that point. And he was like, that's it. I'm <laughs> fucking, it's all going to be comedy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Well, I'm, yeah. Well, now you've, because I'm not, I wasn't at all interested in film. I'm still not. Because it's got Sandra Bullock. But David I don't know. Gordon I kind of like Billy Bob Thornton in movies. I got to say, there's something about him. You need a lot of people to delete Sandra Bullock for me, though, from a movie. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's it. I'm one of the few people who love gravity. So it can happen, but I don't know. Well, I watch the trailer. Okay. That's as far as I'm Yeah, watch the trailer. To go. I don't think you go further than that. <laughs> uh, and last film coming out this Friday uh, is a film called Freaks of Nature, directed by Robbie Pickering, starring Mackenzie Davis, Ed Westwick, and Chris Zilker. This is sort of along the line of uh, Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse. It's kind of like a... But you've already sold me on that one. Why do I need two? Uh, you don't need this one. I think no. if you're going to pick the two, pick Zombie Apocalypse. Uh, this one looks a bit sort of like... Uh, mishmashy yeah throws throw together director? Robbie Pickering now this one's about uh, in the town of Dilford humans vampires zombies were all living in peace until the alien apocalypse arrived now three teenagers one human one vampire and one zombie have to team up to figure out how to get rid of the visitors well you know I mean look uh, hey <laughs> hey alright yeah look, it was just it was it. It's it one for the kids the teenagers there you go is that his poster no, that says natural selection. Oh, what's it called? Freaks of Nature. Why am I getting something? It's again. It's got. It's got. It's got. It's got a similar poster yeah, to the Zombie mystery. Apocalypse. Yeah, that kind of eighties whole cool Yeah, really cool poster. Um, yeah, I mean, it would look like fun, but if I had to choose out of those two, as they're such similar kind of uh, horror comedies, yep, I would pick the zombie one. I do like Mackenzie Davis. It could be cool, though. You never know. I'm going to check yeah. out. Oh, and it's also trailers. got, um, oh, what's his name? Uh, O'Leary. What's his first name? Dennis O'Leary. Dennis, oh, really? Le- Dennis Leary. Dennis Sorry. Leary. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, so that's it. Those are the films for this weekend. Uh, what games are gracing us? Well, there are a few big game releases which come out go. today as you will be listening to this podcast. So I'm going to start with a few that I am not so familiar with and work up to the big one. Uh, so, Al, we have Darksiders 2, yeah. Definitive Edition Death. on, ex- <laughs> on Xbox One and PS4. Well yeah. done, marketing so this team. Is, um, this was a series. It was meant to be a massive series. They're essentially, they're, it was created by um, Joe Madeira, who is a great comic book artist from the 90s and still does some of the best. He draws Spidey quite a lot, does some phenomenal art. He designed a lot of this game. Um, and it's basically like Zelda. But like it's very much like the Ocarina of Time style Zelda sort mm-hmm. of style game, um, but with more comic booky, darker, you know. So it's based around the four apocalypse and stuff, and they're really cool. Ah, actually, they're very good. Yeah. The first one was really good. You play War, and this one you played Death, and then you were meant to go through it, but they never. The the company fell apart, um, and Dark uh, just got sold off as THQ owned them and fell apart. Um, so yeah, I would honestly. I mean, there's a lot of great games right now, so there's no real reason to buy this. Um, but when you're after Christmas and it's probably down in price a bit or something, pick it up. There it's you go. A good, it's a good little title. And oh, cool. you could spend a lot of hours with it. Okay. Also got uh, Divinity Original Sin Enhanced Edition. PS4, Xbox One. Yeah, it doesn't do it for me. No. Some people like this one. Out, you silly idiots. <laughs> Next one is uh, Lords of the Fallen Complete Edition. I like all these mm. d- editions. Yeah. Definitive Edition. 
Original Sin Enhanced Edition and now just Complete Edition. Yeah, they're still not out of that thing of thinking, oh, it's a new generation, there aren't many new games, so we can get just yeah. bring out the old shit again and again and again. Um, but we have enough good games now, we don't need the old stuff. You can throw away your old shit. Also coming out, uh, Telltale Game, coming mm. out on Xbox One, 360, PS4, PS3, Mac and PC. Minecraft Story Mode, Episode 1, The Order of the Stone. This is up now, you can download it. It's going to be good. Uh, I still don't it's, know if uh, I can do it. You should see the trailer. It's really funny. Really? Okay. Yeah, well, we'll give it a chance then. Uh, also coming out is WWE 2K16. Yeah. Al, do you like your wrestling games? No. Okay. <laughs> Nate, do you like wrestling? I used to. Well, <laughs> let's, that the old you? let's get our shirts off and wrestle. <laughs> I'll rub like... oil on your back if you rub oil between my... I remember literally uh, <laughs> liking wrestling for about two months when I was nine years old, ten years old. And I liked, who's the guy who had a lot of face paint on his face? Have we had this conversation before? Again, oh, um, not Mankind, paint. but... The um, Undertaker? Uh, Undertaker. No, it was way before him. It was back in Hockey Hogan's original oh, era. Oh, he had like bird makeup or We're something? We're talking about 89 or 90. Um, oh, um, oh, Randy the, Savage, Brett the no, Hitman before Hart. <laughs> before all of them. Ric Flair. Before all of them. These are all Hulk Hogan here wrestlers. Goldberg was too good. It was the, the Goldberg was too good. He had a good. C. He was a poor man, Stone Cold Steve you Austin. <laughs> you continue. He had a Jewish note. He was like really Jewish looking. That's what I liked about him now. Goldberg. Hey, I'm Goldberg. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, okay, moving on. This is a big one, Al. So you're probably going to jump back into this conversation. Nah, the last game <laughs> that I am going to mention that's coming out today. Exclusively and only, as always, on the Xbox One. Halo 5 Guardians. <laughs> okay. No one has anything to That's say. That's cool. This was a new Halo? It's, it's a, Halo new Halo. a new Halo. New Halo? Uh, so yeah, this is the this is the big one, and this is really the only chance. So I'm still just flying through these. I'm going to put this down for a second. Um... Yeah, this is Xbox's chance to get in the lead over Christmas to, to beat off PS4 at least for a few months because uh, you've got the Forza 6 is already out and you've got... Uh, what was the other exclusive they had? Shit, they had something else. But then, yeah, obviously, Rise of Tomb Raider coming next month and then Halo 5, which is obviously the biggest of the three. Halo, like Halo and Gears of War, the numbers they do in their previous generation, you just get one of those games in a year. So it'll be a year and Halo comes out. That game will sell more copies than all of PS3 at the time's exclusives of that year combined. So the, if they had Uncharted out and they had, you know, a whole bunch of other little big planet out. It would shit on them. It would sell more copies than all of them combined because um, it's that much of a monster. Um, and this one is, so the reviews are just coming out now. The multiplayer is not up, so people who are respectable aren't, aren't speaking over an overall score. But it's doing really well. It's getting a lot of 10s out of 10, a lot of 9 out of 10s and some 8 out of 10s. Um, they're saying the story... Well, they're saying that mechanically it's the best Halo yet and the world's best yet, I believe. Graphically, obviously, it's the best looking yet. Um, uh, but now, yeah, forgive me. muddled. And also, to any of our listeners, for mm. my mm-hmm. ignorance, is this the first Halo on the Xbox One? Yes. This is the first Halo on the Xbox yeah, One. Yeah, because they released the Master Chief collection before that. Yeah. There you go. There you go. So, technically, you have the Master Chief collection, which has... Um, 
yeah, the, the old ones in. It still doesn't have Reach yet, I think. But you've got one, two, three, four, and ODST. Uh, this is the second one from the new developers from 343. Yep. That's right, I said 343. Um, they did a Halo 4, which I really loved at the time. And then I went back to it. I was a bit disappointed with because I just wanted to see them do something different from Bungie. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's Halo 5, man. And every time when a Halo game comes out, it's the one game where I just kind of stop my life for like four days, get a little crew together and we just play for it. How has your recruiting gone? I've got people, but the problem is people on either side of the pond, which yeah. makes it difficult. So the moment I've got like, um, yeah, I don't know. Al has a pond just outside his house that other people live across. <laughs> but he finds it very difficult to coordinate it's gaming. It's the time difference of yeah. 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, Halo is one of those games that for me, if you, you have to play online with the same like four people, ideally co-op and it's only like three nights or something and you're done like this yeah. short you know it's 10 11 hours and you just do three proper nights four hours ago and you're done and you have to do it with your friends um and it's just so much fun so much fun awesome so that's it that's the game releases guys i've got one more quick thing to mention dvd blu-ray release for today october 27th uh obviously it's halloween so we have to go with a horror film that's coming out the human centipede 3 ah. the final sequence oh so I, well, I've, I haven't seen any of these films. I, all I understand is that it's a, a mad scientist connects people mouth to us. Ass to mouth, dude. Ass to mouth. There you go. And so the final sequence is surely the final yeah, attachment. Uh, yeah. yeah. I've seen the first one at Fright Fest and the director was there and he was a very affable man. These films are horrible. Do you think he's embarrassed? You think he's like no, it wasn't at all. He was embarrassed. He didn't push himself far enough for the first one, so he really pushed himself for the second one. Did he write it as well? He writes it. He starred in one of them as well. I don't know if it's this one or the second one. It's a one-man band. Um, yes. Actually, a two-man band. <laughs> um, I know. Honestly, these are just—they're really bad movies. Yeah. Really bad, and they get progressively worse. Um, they're just like very bad. Yeah. South Park really like publicized it. You know what I mean? Like, there wouldn't be a third one if it weren't for South Park. Yeah. That episode. It's probably true. Don't don't pay money. <laughs> don't pay money for it. You've heard it first. Don't pay money for the did final you, uh, sequence. Did you stick up any Guy Lodge this this week? Uh, no, I did. Actually, I did a search for Guy Lodge um, and there were no reviews, but there was... You did a Google image search for Guy Lodge and just the image of a rock of gold came up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what there he looks were, like. Uh, I mean, he can't help the way he looks. Some tweets of his that I particularly liked. Love you, recent Guy. Some tweets. Um where he was talking about... Now, I can never pronounce her name. Go on, you guys. Cersei? Cersei? Cersei Lannister? That Irish, young Irish actress. Who the hell are you talking about? I'll show you her name and you'll know. So I was talking to someone yesterday about podcasts and they said, oh, I've got a friend who's doing this called podcast. I can't remember which one it was. It was one I actually heard of. And he's like, yeah, but it's pretty long. It goes on for about an hour. Oh. <laughs> they don't even know. Oh, geeks! At some point, like we to need f- to shave. I like to feel weird, yeah, Johnny. How do you pronounce her name? Uh, where is she? I can't see her. Oh. Her name. Cersei Lannister. I think you pronounce it roughly the same. Cersei Ronan. Cersei Ronan. I don't know. She said, "I." Th- he said, "I think I'd go with um, transition from actress actress to watch to actress." One we still watch, mind you. And then he said, um, I, p- I particularly like it that way because you could interpret it as meaning she was an actress, then a watch, then an actress again. What? Guy. So he, he's saying to her, he's saying that this actress, 
He's like, I think I'd go with transition from actress to watch to actress. She was one to watch and now she's actress. Oh, uh, I thought you meant like, I thought that as he was looking at his watch. Yeah, no, but then that's what he's saying. But I, he says he uh, likes that way. Guy, you are a wordsmith. Yeah, guy, yeah, Mr. Lodge, you do it again. So you did miss out on one release this week, Alex. Oh, did I? It's quite an important one. Yeah. I'm smirking as if I'm joking. But I'm serious. Well, what is it? Do tell. So tomorrow or today, if you're listening to this, the day that we drop it, the, uh, I hate saying drop it. I'm never going to say that again. The day that we upload it to the interwebs, um, the Xbox One Elite controller comes out. Ooh! Uh, this wow. is a doozy. We got to play with it at E3. It's going to cost you 150 25 or 150 dollars or something ridiculous 125 dollars i think it is um it's really made for pro gamers um beautiful beautiful we've got some uh, hands on time so can i just ask you mm. because we're dealing with different trig more additional triggers and buttons if you wish, yeah. if you wish. everything's so magnetic do you buy the attachments and attach them to your controller or you buy this no controller? no no so you have to buy it 125 dollars you get this new controller it's slightly different build i mean yeah. the same but it feels a little nicer uh, the buttons are different, the color grades are a little bit different. And then you get the attachable, detachable D-pad where you can put on different surfaces. You've got that weird full circle sort of right. shape thing. Um, so you can pick what D-pad you want and then you can attach, uh, you can choose how you want the triggers to be. So if you're doing a driving game, you're going to want the trigger to be one thing. If you want a shooter, you want it to be quicker. If you want drive, you want to be able to feel the acceleration. So you want it to be thicker, if you know what I mean, fatter. Mm-hmm. But if you're doing a shooter, you just want to be able to like go at it quicker. Um, so you can choose how you want that set. And then you've got these little paddles you can put on the back, which if you're playing a game like Witcher, where you've got tons of fucking things to be managing, you can just hit those and bring up spells and bring up menus and stuff without having to constantly go into your options and chase through things and move things about. Um, I'm actually really excited about this. It's beautiful. It's very expensive. What's really fucking annoying is I had one pre-ordered months ago on Amazon. And then I just went today to look. It's meant to be shipped out today to write tomorrow. And I saw because I, I lost my card and I had to change it over. They didn't charge me at the time. Obviously, they charged me now. So my card didn't go through because I have a new card. They didn't she- tell me this. And it, um, it just canceled my pre-order. So I was like, fine, fuck it. I'll just go and order another one now. You can't. If you want one and you're living in North America, tough shit because they're sold out everywhere and already on ebay they're selling for 250 dollars that sucks sucks they didn't uh, call you they're selling on ebay for 250 250 yeah um, that's crazy so there you go i think that is uh too advanced for me yeah uh well i i struggle with all the buttons that there are now but this is, this is the thing though for me like it will give you less to think about because I don't have to think oh shit I need to manage this yeah. thing. You know, depending yeah. on what game I'm playing yeah. Yeah. if I'm playing in an intense game then it's like well it's cool because it's all just, just right, right there, there. simple yeah. but well, I will I say like the trigger I w- idea sorry yeah no I was just going to add that uh, the Xbox One controller is my favorite controller yeah that's the right that's the right decision hands down well that's what this review has been like the only bad things about this is it doesn't come in with a plug and charge kit which you think for that money it should so you have to keep putting batteries in or buy a plug and charge kit yeah, which is stupid down um and it's expensive though the only two bad sides everything everyone else who's reviewed this have said this is the greatest controller of all time yeah cool cool um so we're gonna next week on our topic i want to talk about something to do with video games but since we just left the releases of video games i'm just going to tease it and what we're going to be talking about next week is to do with how the middle dropping out of the industry, as it has with movies, has created this gulf where you have indie games and you have massive triple A tier games. 
but just how many now you have and how competitive that is for a dollar and how much time you get to spend with a video game and how big they're getting and how expensive they're getting and how competitive they're getting. So since August, we've had these major games come out. Rare Replay, Dishonored, Gears of War, Madden, Until Dawn, Mad Max, Metal Gear Solid 5, Tearaway Unfolded, Super Mario Maker, Forza 6, FIFA 16, NBA 2K16, Disgaea, Rock Band Never 4, nugget. Uncharted, The Nathan Drake, Yoshi's Woolly World, Guitar World Live, Assassin's Creed Syndicate, and today Hall- Halloween 5, Halo <laughs> 5, Guardians. That's just in the last couple of months. In the next month and a half to two months, we've got Rainbow Siege 6, uh, sorry, Rainbow Six Siege, Need for Speed, Call of Duty, Black Ops 3, Fallout 4, Rise of the Tomb Raider, Star Wars, Battlefront, Just Cause 3, Xenoblade Chronicles X, Hitman, and potentially No Man's Sky, which is literally an entire universe to explore. A lot of these games are huge, expansive worlds. There's too many, and we're going to talk about it next week. Okay, right. we'll talk about it next week, because I already have things I want to say, but well, I'll... But this week... It is a spooky Halloween special. Oh. Spooky, spooky. So, <laughs> uh, so we're going to move straight into box office first before we go any further. Boom, boom. Last week, Alex predicted Paranormal Activity to Ghost Dimension was going to be number one, followed by Goosebumps, followed by Steve Jobs. Nate predicted Paranormal Activity was going to be number one, followed by Steve Jobs, followed by Goosebumps. And I predicted the same as Alex, or rather he copied me. Paranormal Activity, then Goosebumps, then Steve Jobs. How wrong we were. And I, I had to listen back to get these numbers. And we we're like, Paranormal Activity, fact, number one. And Nate was like, oh, all right, guys. All right, yeah, maybe you're right. And went along for the ride. Fool you, sir. Fool. Because I was wrong in my confidence. <laughs> Here are the top 10 films of last weekend. At number 10, Sicario, still there. Number nine, The Intern. Number eight, Crimson Peak. Number seven, Steve Jobs. Wow. Number seven. So I'd say when I went to see it uh, night before last, the I've never been in an auditorium f- more full with people twice the age of me. Really? There were, it was like being in a, and I mean, with respect and love, it was like being in a cinema with my dad all around me. The dude next to me was asleep, snoring. The guy on the <laughs> other side was laughing his tits off. And the guy behind, every time there was a Bob Dylan uh, song came on, would just start singing along. To, oh, <laughs> to God, I hate people of that generation. Stop singing along to Bob Dylan, you fucks. <laughs> I love you, Dad, though, please. I like on cinema. Uh, number six, Paranormal Activity, The Shit. Ghost Dimension. So six? We both put those two in our top three. Wow. There are six and seven. Everyone should be ashamed of themselves for not going to see Steve So jobs. what did it open? What was its numbers, Paranormal Activity? It made eight million. Still a tasty ticket for, you know, its price it had, which is going to feed into our topic in a second. Number five, Hotel Transylvania, duh. Number four, now we joked about this last week. Higher than Paranormal Activity, higher than Steve Jobs. Number four, The Last Witch Hunter with Vin Diesel and his fiery sword. Number four. Number three, Bridge of Spies. Number two, Goosebumps. Still there. Number one, The Martian went back to number one again. The Martian went back. Went oh, back to number one. And only just 15,700... 15, <laughs> 15, <laughs> 15 <laughs> Words are hard. 15,700,000. Goosebumps had 15,500,000. So that was a tight race. Uh, but we were wrong. What are predictions this week? What do you reckon? What's happening? What's coming out? Give me them. Uh, so to recap, we've got Love, the erotic nope. film. No. Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse. Nope. Burnt. Yes. Well, no. I think that will be like a seven. And our brand is Crisis, Sandra Bullock, and Freaks of Nature. So here's the thing. I'm going to go first. Um, I think... 
uh, that most people won't have gone to see. Like, we're big Paranormal Activity fans. We haven't been to see it yet. Why? Because we're waiting for Halloween. So it's going to climb the charts, my friend. Fuck off. Uh, the Martian... <laughs> Fact. The Martian... Um, it can't, like, it's so close right there. It can't hold on. It can't. It has to drop off. Um, so I'm going to say... What was second this week? Uh, goosebumps. 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 This is a tough one. It's it is tough, really tough. tough. Everything's going to be very no close. There's no clear winner. I'm going to say Goosebumps, the Martian Paranormal Activity. Goosebumps first. Yeah, just. Because there's nothing else coming in to usurp it. And I don't see Paranormal climbing that high, and I don't see Martian quite holding on at Halloween weekend. Yeah, I would I would kind of ditto that. I would go Goosebumps, The Martian, but then I would put Scout, that Scout movie. Okay. Yeah. Alex. I'm going to go Goosebumps. Um, think. It's been a weird few weeks because films are going back and forth, which never yeah. really happens at the box office. Little Halloween scrimmage happening. I'm going to go Goosebumps, Paranormal Activity. Isn't when it comes out in the... When it comes out and in the week... Sorry. Yeah, probably. I don't know. I'm just reading what it tells me on Box Office Mojo. I'm going to go Goosebumps, Paranormal Activity, and Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse. Ooh. Burnt's going to be fourth. Interesting. All right. Interesting. There That's what is. we think. So now... Gonna move a little bit into our topic. Our topic is, of course, about Halloween because it is Halloween. What did I just say was about to feed into our topic? We just talked about something. I said that's gonna feed into our topic. Paranormal activity, perhaps? Yep. It's a paranormal activity. The marked one. How much they made? Eight million. Oh yeah. That's not. It's gonna feed into our quiz, I think. Anyway, uh, blah blah blah. So Craig Kabam writes in at wearetestlateoutlook dot. I didn't go well at all. At wearetestlate at outlook.com. That's hard to say, at outlook.com. Just like you can. And asked, it follows. Is it the best horror film of 2015 or the best movie of 2015? What is the best horror film of 2015? I need answers. The best horror film of 2015. Yeah. Um, So what horror films? I'm trying to remember now what What came out. It follows was definitely i'm trying to think so i'm i'm it compiling my really top good i'm sure it follows is probably going to be my top choice yeah i think it was mine because I, I just been compiling my list and that film's fairly high up i don't think i didn't love it quite as much as i wanted to but i do love it i yeah. just need to take a time out i really need to go to the toilet please do <laughs> please do we'll just we'll just chat amongst ourselves is that um, one working yeah that one's working so nate what was your feeling of it follows how did you come to that movie Dude, I well based on your recommendation. Oh really? Yeah, oh. and um, I really really liked it. Uh, I thought it was cool. Unfortunately, I didn't. I wasn't able to watch like the last one fourth. Oh really? So I ha- I haven't seen the end, and I kind of like it was such a sort of traumatic movie. Like I've been kind of like scared to go back or oh, something. Jesus. But so there's something the about it that or... that was really unique and and great. I thought. It had a very classic feel to it. It felt a lot like the original Halloween with how he directed it. It was so clean and smooth and patient and very yeah. indie. And, yeah, um, it was, it was very no, indie. No real violence in it. It's just... Psychological. Mm. I, and I think that's kind of what I really liked about it. Because I forgot that you can almost... Like, you can have a horror film without it having gratuitous yep. violence. And, like, I forget that. Yeah. Because there's so many sort of slasher-influenced horror films out right now that are like, 
exploding brains and deformed beings and yeah, ghosts and goblins. And, which you know. is fine, but it's nice to have. Yeah, it's, I think yeah. that's yeah. the thing with a lot of these films is the test of time is interesting to them because what seems refreshing at the time is kind of down to smart marketing and circumstance, you know? It's like if all we had were movies like It Follows and something else came out, you'd be like, right. oh, that's the fun. That's refreshing and yeah, different. Yeah, right, right. It's like in the 90s, there were so many slasher movies. Everyone was so happy when The Sixth Sense came around because it was right. something different. It's like, yeah, but if all the movies were just spooky movies, yeah, you'd have been like, happy for Scream. Dude, yeah. like, I, f- I totally agree. And I kind of feel like that's happening right now for me with found footage movies. Like, we were on Netflix. We were like, all right, let's watch a found footage movie. We're at Melissa's parents' house, so all they had was like a Roku or whatever, so it was just Netflix, you know? Right. And like all the good-seeming horror films were found footage, and I was like, I kind of want to watch something with a fucking budget. You know what I mean? Like I was like, I want to see some money fly in front of my face. Well, dude, thank you for the segue. We're going to come back to that, don't worry. But you just segued so nicely into something. Uh, So I took the uh, time to look on American Netflix. So if it's Halloween and you're looking for something to watch and you want something that perhaps you haven't seen before, because I'm going with... These are my top 10 picks that are on Netflix right now, right this week in America um, that I would suggest watching at Halloween. And I'm ruling out all the big films that I'm presuming people have seen. Um, There's a film called Grabbers. You should watch that film. It's an Irish horror film. It's much like Tremors. Um, It's lots of fun. Very silly. Basically, the the creatures uh, don't... I'm trying to remember which way around it is. I think they don't attack you the more drunk you are or vice versa or something. Oh, and Basically, cool. they all have to hole up in a pub and get pissed. And it's got a Shaun of the Dead element to it and a Tremors element. It's not quite as good as either of those, but it's good fun. Pontypool, which is a Canadian film, which is a superb take. I think we talked about it before on this podcast. It's a great take on, um, on a zombie apocalypse, but it all takes place inside a radio station and the virus is spread through the airwaves and through people talking. Um, it's very cool. Stop uh, the podcast right now. <laughs> if you want something just dumb and fun, Dead Snow 2, Red vs. Dead, um, is zombie Nazis. Uh, but the best of all of those types of films. Uh, the first one was only okay. The second one's much, much better. It's just outlandish and stupid. Uh, Mimic 3, Sentinel. Uh, it's one of those rare things where a sequel's much better. Well, I guess Dead Snow 2 was. Uh, but Mimic 3 is great. It's basically rear window. Um, but set in the Mimic universe, uh, which Guillermo del Toro did the first one. He invented a lot of Mimic, I think. And JT Petty directed it, who's actually an indie director. He did a great film called S and, S and Man and a film called The Borrowers, which was very beautiful and indie. Housebound, uh, it's a great film. Uh, a lot more thrillery and subtle. Stage Fright, if you like, uh, just watch the first 10 minutes of it. It's a musical, a slasher musical set at, like, uh, at, a, <laughs> at a camp. Uh, it's kind of like Wet Hot American Summer meets a musical meets scream perfect um tucker and dale versus evil that's <laughs> on my list in my top that. horror films ever made definitely one of the most fun if you like things like Shaun the dead watch it um the more horror films you see in there the more your enjoyment you'll get out of it uh we are what we are is a serious somber very beautiful very grown-up horror film um the host is a korean film oh, massive big budget host. one i don't really count it as a horror film but it's in the horror section and it's great Weird. and i yeah. don't think most people have seen it uh, it's kind of like Godzilla, but done uh, with a with a, with a very intimate family interaction. And H2O, which I think a lot of people in this generation will have missed. It's the seventh Halloween film. It is superb. It's as good as the first Halloween, but for very different reasons. And it's my favorite slasher film uh, of the 90s. I think it's better than Scream. Wow. Um, that's what I'd say to watch on Netflix. So Alex, you we were just talking a connoisseur. Thank you. Or oh, I've wasted too much of my life. Some of the films came out. Crimson Peak came out this year. Knock Knock, Goosebumps, The Visit, The Final Girls, uh, Insidious Chapter 3, 
Paranormal Activity, Tales of Halloween. Um, I've seen none of these. I don't think I've seen a horror film that's come out this year. Really? What was The Visit about mm-hmm. again? I'm trying to no, remember. That was the M. Night Shyamalan one. Oh, found yeah, footage. yeah, yeah. Uh, there was a Gallows that was found footage. There was Sinister 2, Extinction. Nope, nope, and nope. <laughs> so, so once, oh, Maggie came out this year. I've uh, seen Maggie. Was Maggie a horror um, film? Sort of. Sort of, but that was I mean, beautiful, actually. It was a really beautiful film, but not in a... I wouldn't have say that I kind of... So you haven't seen It Follows film. yet? No. Uh, you'd like it. Mm. We're going to say It Follows. Yeah, It Follows. That's the best horror Yeah, movie. definitely It Follows. Um, <laughs> all right. Follow. Guys, cool. are you ready for your special spooky quids? I'm no going to do my best. You sure? So this is going to mix it up. So I wanted to do... I put in a lot of work normally with this stuff. I didn't get the time this week because I was too busy mixing. So instead, we have a quiz um, with some questions from stuff. And then a few other bits sort of mixed in. And we're just going to rattle through them as quick as we can. Boom, 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 boom. No surprises. All simple. All nice and simple. Uh, Everyone, you get right. You get a point. That simple. All right. Uh, There's something. I don't know. It's not a page I needed for this. Yeah, I've got it back there. Cool. All right. Uh, I need a pen. I've got a pen. There you go. Oh, thanks, buddy. Snap. Question one. These are all going to be horror themed, obviously. They're mostly going to be multiple choice answers other than a couple. Which horror film does Martin Scorsese call the scariest of all time? Is it number one, The Haunting? Number two, The Wicker Man? Number three, Don't Look Now? Or number four, The Shining? I'm going to choose number four. Me too. The Shining from both of you. I'm pretty wrong. The Haunting. The old, the classic one, I'm guessing. Not the... Yeah. Not the remake with uh, Catherine the Zeta-Jones. <laughs> yeah. uh, number two, which film set a record with the highest amount of screens showing it on opening weekend? Was it Paranormal Activity 2, The Sixth Sense, Scream, or Saw 3D? Paranormal Activity 2, The Sixth Sense, Scream, or Saw 3D? I'm going to say Saw 3D. Saw 3D. I'm going to say Scream. Nate, you are correct. Boo. It was Scream. Yuck. That's quite interesting because it was the first in the franchise. Yeah, that's why I didn't um, pick I would it. just remember how popular it was. Nate got Call it Woman's Intuition. <laughs> Call it Woman's Intuition. It was Women's Intuition. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, <laughs> question three. Which horror icon has the highest body count? Is Ooh. it Freddy Krueger, Pinhead, Michael Myers, Jason Voorhees, or Lubin the Leprechaun? Oh, man. Freddy Krueger, Pinhead. Now, I'll be honest. The numbers for these all, every site you go to, the numbers are all over the place. I don't know why people can't count, but apparently it's difficult. Give me them real, real, uh, right real fast. One more time. All of them. All of them. Are ubiquitous on who has the highest body count? Freddy Krueger, Pinhead, Michael Myers, Jason Voorhees, or Lubin the Leprechaun? I think that's how you say his name. All right, I'm going to say Pinhead. Pinhead from Nate. Because I saw that Leprechaun. He didn't take out many people. He was very selective. (laughs) Very selective. He had to steal his gold. Yeah. I'm going to say Michael Myers. Michael Myers from, from Alex. I'm afraid by a landslide you were both wrong... It is by almost double did double the amount. Jason Voorhees. Oh. He's yeah. killed a lot more people. Uh, he's had more films as well. Leaving the Leprechaun is pretty high up there, though. I'm quite surprised. Um, <laughs> question number four. The notorious final scene of which movie was filmed backwards to make it even scarier? The notorious final scene of which movie was filmed backwards to make it even scarier? Was it number one, the ending of Friday the 13th? Number two, Carrie. Number three, The Blair Witch Project. Or number four, A Nightmare on Elm Street. I'm going to say Carrie. 
Carry. Say Blair Witch Project. Now he gets another point. It was, in fact, Carrie. I don't remember what the ending was. That's what she's at the grave. Is it like the fire it? in the stage? No, the very, very, very end scene. She's at the grave and I think a hand comes out of the grave. Oh. It's like the final shock. Then it was blind luck. <laughs> Call it. <laughs> Call it blind luck. Yeah, it was let's blind luck. <laughs> okay, question number five. How Special many questions are there? We're rattling food. Don't worry about it. You'll be fine. No, no. Oh, just you just trying to see if you've got time. Okay, catch up to catch up. 13 questions. Mm-hmm. For a special bonus point here, can you sing? That's not fair. The Nightmare on Elm Street song. Oh, no. I can't no, even remember can't, it. Absolutely not. Really? No, I mean the one, the song that the kids sing in every single film. Normally one they're skipping. Freddy, Freddy, <laughs> Freddy Krueger, Go to sleep, kill me. lose your head. Very close. Johnny <laughs> Depp sinks in his bed. No bonus point Everybody for you. Everybody ate a bone. It was... Do you want me to sing it on kazoo? Yep. <laughs> uh, it was the one, two songs. One, two, Freddy's coming. Oh, home. that's oh, right. So of course. course. For lock your door. That's haunting. Please stop. I'm yeah, no. Right. Yeah, I know. Stop it, stop it, stop it. No, Al, I'm serious. Nate, eight, behind you. I'm so alone right now. Number six. Which film uses the same Achilles tendon prop that was used for Kill Bill? Was it Saw, Death Proof, Hostel, or the Texas Chainsaw Massacre at the beginning? They used the same Achilles tendon prop that was used for Kill Bill. Saw, Death Proof. Ooh, what are you thinking? Why? Because I never, I've never seen it. No, I just. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good answer, Alex. Why Saw? Uh, just trying to remember. There's a bit they're chained up. Something gets cut off. Something like that. It was, in fact, hostile, I'm afraid. Oh. Uh, the reason for that is because Tarantino and Eli Roth are good, good pals. Hey, can I reason. use that tendon? Sure, exactly. bud. Exactly. That's how the conversation went. Uh, number seven. Which horror film was the first to be nominated for a Best Picture Oscar? Was it Rosemary's Baby, The Silence of the Lambs, The Exorcist, or Psycho? Oh, that oh, is wow. a tough question. The Rosemary's first baby to be the nominated. Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, the first to be nominated for the best. Could you go over them real quick one more time? Rosemary's Baby, The Silence of the Lambs, The Exorcist, or Psycho? Fuck, that is. I'm gonna really say Rosemary's hard. Baby. Rosemary's Baby from Nate. Why? Because it's the. I think in my mind, it's the oldest of every each film on the list. Okay. I'm not saying that all of these. No, nominated. I. Can Just I change my answer? If you want. You want. You might be right, but you can change. What do you want? <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to read your face. Go on, Al. I'm going to uh, stick with my answer. For me, it's a toss-up between Psycho and Silence of the Lambs, but then maybe the Exorcist. So I'm going to say Silence of the Lambs. Silence of the Lambs. Number eight. <laughs> Who's right? You were both wrong. Was the Exorcist. Oh, <sighs> I figured it was the Exorcist. Number That's eight. Which it. classic horror film featured... Oh, the Return of the Kazoo. I don't remember that. You think Return by default we get more right? Got a tune. <laughs> All right. Which classic horror film featured this iconic song?
This is happening live at... <laughs> Do we get... Is there multiple choices? Kazoo yet? Cafe. No. The podcast. No. For this one's... Uh, I have no idea. tied through many of, of a massive horror franchise. Well, I guess I'll, I'll pick one. Um, um, Nightmare on Elm Street. Nightmare on Elm Street for Nate. I'm going to say Halloween. You're correct with Halloween. <laughs> for a bonus point, can you name the song? Uh, Halloween is scary. It was the classic <laughs> Mr. Sandman. Ah, uh, oh. sing me a song. From Halloween, indeed. Nate, two points. Alex, one point. Question nine. Which film was originally envisioned as an episode of The X-Files? Was it Cabin Fever, Species, Saw, or Final Destination? Cabin Fever, Species, Saw, or Final Destination? Was originally going to be... An episode of The X-Files. But which one? That's what everyone's thinking right now. They've all got their thinking faces. Um, one more time. One more time. Was it Cabin Fever, Species, Saw, or Final Destination? I'm going to say Species. Yeah, species. it's got the whole alien vibe. But I'm going to go Final Destination. Interesting. What's your reasoning for each one? Species, uh, is extraterrestrial. That's what The X-Files deal with. Yeah, I was thinking that. But then... Final Destination, Supernatural, kind of investigating these murders one by one. Yeah. Alex is correct. It no. was, in fact, Final Destination. I was just about was to tell you how episode. stupid I thought that was. Yeah. Well, who's stupid now? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Two points each. Neck and... Question 10. Which Neck. horror sequel featured a 17-year-old Joseph Gordon-Levitt in its opening sequence, no multiple answers. Which horror sequel featured a 17-year-old Joseph Gordon-Levitt in its opening sequence? Oh, man, I have no idea. You can get half a point if you get the franchise. It's one of the Halloween films. Half a point. It's one of the Halloween films. Nope. <laughs> H2O. Full point to Alex. It was H2O. Did you know that? Uh, I had a feeling it was Halloween. You're fucking kidding me. H2O. We mentioned it earlier. I my favorite. Know, I don't like slash to lose. film of the 90s. Call it. Three points to Alex. <laughs> two points to Nate. Here we go. The last few, last, last few films. You may, you may notice we have 13 questions because it's spooky Halloween. <laughs> Question 11. How many days was the original Saw filmed in? Was it 31 days? 24 days? 18 days? Or 10 days? 31, 24, 18, or 10? They could not have done it in 10 days. I want to say 10. That was my gut I'm going to go for 18. I'll give you a 10 little, is crazy. I'll give a little extra knowledge about this film. They, there are no exterior shots in the entire film because they couldn't afford it. <laughs> not one. Yeah. Because they apparently haven't learned just film on the street and don't tell anyone. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, 31, 24, 18, or 10. What do you find your answers? 10. 18. 10 from Alex. 18 from Nate. Interesting, interesting. The playing field has been leveled. Nate is correct. It took 18 Booyah. days to shoot the Kasha. original saw. Kasha's Three my favorite kind of cereal. Last couple of questions. You ready? Here we go. <laughs> I'm going to kazoo the iconic no. song from a modern horror franchise. Fuck. But what's the title of the newest installment in this franchise coming out? Next year. I'm going to kazoo the iconic song from a modern horror franchise, but what's the title of the newest installment coming out next year? Ah! 
Sorry. <laughs> Man, it's hard to, I don't know how professional kazoo players do it. <laughs> I don't know how you get on stage and don't like you guys would know that song so it's so familiar but i just can't place the film and there's um, a new installment film yeah i presumed you'd get i presume the song was gonna be too easy so i thought i'll ask about the next sequel um but no you no presumed wrong well because the song's title is the name of the film <sighs> i don't think of it play it one more time kazumi <laughs> that we're bad at this. I'm just aren't wetting we? my lips. It's so familiar. It's so familiar. Ah, oh, God, it's like I remember it. Oh, the fuck is that? Oh, man. Nothing. Oh, it's killing me. That's a shame. Oh man! I would wait. just settle for the name of the song now. <laughs> a horror franchise. There have been two films already. We talked about it before because the director, writer of them, works for Disney and is a convicted pedophile. Jeepers Creepers. There you go. Oh, I wouldn't. Have what got is that. the new installment called? Jeepers Creepers. Extra creepers. <laughs> I'm gonna call it Jeepers Creepers. I'm gonna, you, I'm gonna give you half a point. You got Jeepers Creepers. The song was indeed Jeepers Creepers. Where do you get those people? I'm so sick of these music challenges because everyone knows here that I'm I sorry. have no musical I'm memory. Sorry. I just like playing the kazoo. What you hummed it back really well though. You did. Thanks. It was beautiful. Yeah. The new film, it was kind of a trick question because the new film's been on IMDb as we reported a few weeks ago as Jeepers Creepers Cathedral for about eight years. And now um, it could potentially just be called Jeepers Creepers 3. That's what I fucking guessed, though. I guessed that. <laughs> did you hear me? I did. Final question. Guess what, Nate? You're half a point behind. So you need to... I you need, need this. If you get a full point here and he gets nothing, you creep in the lead. This is pretty exciting. Now, are you ready for this one? This I one's an interesting one. This is an informative one. The answer's informative. All right. And surprising. So pay attention. I'll do my best. The people over at Movie Pilot ranked the top 10 films of the past five years according to their ROI, which is Return, return on investment. investment. There you go. And what that means for people who don't know uh, is it means the ratio of a movie's production budget versus the movie earned worldwide. So to clarify, it's the best way to tell if a film really made money or not because a film can make a shitloads of money. Like a superhero movie will make way more money than these movies will, but, but it's return on investment. Yeah, because yeah, they spend a shitload. So these, to be honest, are the movies that count for in terms of a producer's eyes. Uh, mm -hmm. These are the movies' great return investment. So in the last what? Oh, these are the top ten films of the past five, five years. years. Okay. Guess what? Every single one of these top ten films of the past five years of an ROI has been a horror film. Every single one. But how many can you name in the top ten? You each get five guesses. If you guess the number most sorry number one most profitable film of the past five years, you get two points. For every other one you get right, you get one point. This is the way to get way in the lead, Nate. You can obliterate him. 
the I last start? five years. Five guesses of the ten top ten films. You can both say I won't like say yes or no. Until okay. You both uh, the most profitable paranormal activity. Uh, I'm going to give you hints if something was outside. That I was just outside of the last five years. Ooh, five oh. years. Yeah. These are the top ten of the last five years. Paranormal Activity 2? Damn it, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> you can both say the same things. So that's fine. Yeah. Paranormal Activity 3? All right, wait, wait. Nate's going to... So I'm going to do a little list here. Yeah, I mean, those are my two. Paranormal Activity 2, Paranormal Activity 3. Those are big, good ROI movies. Okay, so you both want Paranormal Activity 1 and 2? Mm-hmm. No, so let's I just mean, do it this way, three. and then I'll two say and three, afterwards sorry. how you're doing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. sorry, 2 and 3. Then I'll say afterwards how many you got right. Because then we can leave it. It's tantalizing. Um, okay, so you got three more horror films each. Um, let me think. I have it. I'm having a hard time thinking. That's all right. You can take your time. I'll just do some more. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> we get ten. How many choices? No, you get five. Five, five choices. You got three okay. more each, and it can be anything out the top ten, top ten ROIs in the last five years. Okay. Hmm. Um. Oh, what the fuck was that movie called? Any big horror films? With the, the last five it years. was like the doll was in the movie, and it was like haunted. Uh, the doll was haunted. Oh, what the fuck was that called? Um, um, sorry, you think about it. I just thought of another one. The visit. The visit from Alex. Oh, that was a good choice. I'll, I'll take the visit too. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I'm not going to count that because. This list was made very recently, like a month ago or so. I'm not sure if they're going to include the visit yet. Ah, it's just come in. Damn. So sorry. I got to think again. Um, what the fuck was that movie called, though? Not Annabelle. That was one of them. That was the uh, sequel to the movie, you're thinking. Right. I saw both of them. I guess I'll put that down, too, because I'm having a hard time thinking of... I can tell you. I mean, I know what you're thinking of. Just because you can't remember the name is fine. Um, you mean The Conjuring. The Conjuring, yeah. So you um, want The Conjuring put down? Um, Last five years. Oh, oh, the one where they're um, they're attacked by those horrible mutants. Um, they're in a trailer and they're attacked by mutants. What the fuck is that film called? Um, that one's a bit out as well. The Hills of Eyes. Oh, that was out? That was, out. That was before. Damn it. Well, maybe the hills have eyes too. Hills have eyes too. And um, I think I'm at five. No. No, more. you need one more. Um, I gotta think of some found footage ones because those are gonna be the big ROIs. Um, Project Almanac is the only, but that's not even. I don't know if that qualifies as a horror. That's not a horror. It doesn't. Movie. Well, yeah. Um, doesn't matter. Uh, what's it called? Um, Wreck, R-E-C, Wreck. Afraid that was before the five Wreck years. Two? Wreck 2, Wreck uh, 2. <laughs> that was too old. Sorry. Oh, Can those count as my guesses or are you just... No, 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 no. I'm not right too now. Old. I don't know when they were made. No, 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 no. Because it's hard within the last five years. I appreciate it. Oh, maybe I'll do um, 28 days later. No, that was no. a long time Weeks ago. later. That was a long time. <laughs> really? <laughs> like 10 years ago. If not the Innkeepers? How time flies. Innkeepers. Does that fit, fall within the catch Yeah, that time? fits. That fits. 
Uh, Alex, you got two more? House of the Devil doesn't fit within that timeline, does it? No. Uh, what about oh, you know what? Watch... Saw. I'm going to put Saw 3. Eight, whatever the Saw is. Yeah. That's a sequel that fits into Because those fucking things were made for nothing. Um, did... One I watched last night, The Strangers. Does that fit in there in the timeline? Hmm? Um, the Strangers. Uh, or is that just out? Is that 2000? And... Yeah, I think that's just out. Okay. If I'm thinking about it, it means it's not on the list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, if, what have I got so far? Paranormal Activity. You got Paranormal Activity 2, Paranormal Activity 3, The Innkeepers. Nate has, because I got rid of one of yours because it was outside of the bracket. Oh. You've got Paranormal Activity 2, Paranormal Activity 3, The Conjuring, Annabelle, and The Saw sequel. Yeah, I'll throw down The Saw sequel as well. Clever girl. <laughs> Clever girl. One last from Alex. <laughs> Clever girl. Um, Sorry if this is a frustrating last question. To uh, no. I ordered it because I found this list and it was genuinely very interesting. Yeah. Um, and for starters, for all 10 of the biggest ones of the last five years to be horror films, it says a lot. Yeah. Because we're always going on about your production company. What do you need to do to put make some, a you horror know, film? Make a fucking horror film first. You have to. You got to. If you want to make your money so then you can make your other films, do that. Be sensible. Make the business decision. The make Evil Dead. The remake. Evil Dead remake. All right. All right. So we have uh, five from each of you. I'm going to read the list of the top 10 return on investment movies of the last five years. All right, let's hear it. This is with the numbers. This is pretty interesting, I think. Because here's the thing. you got to look at oh, what films... Oh, no. What? I just thought of a bunch more. If you got one, tell me. You can sub out very quickly. Um, can you sub out The Innkeepers mm -hmm. for Insidious? Mm-hmm. All right, that's the that's last it. sub. That's well, the last, that's sub. last sub. Come on. Oh, I've got one more <laughs> sub. No, no, no. That's the last sub. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> yeah, because what you got to think about is, like, which movies made a shit ton of money but didn't cost much to make? Right. And there's a balance because a lot of films don't cost much to make, but they don't make that much money. Right. Number 10, The Last Exorcism, one of the most hated found footage films, <laughs> made $70 million oh. on a $1.8 million budget. Fucking... Number Balls. nine, Nate's first point, Annabelle, made $250 million, but it was on a $6.5 million budget. But still, great return. So, Nate, one point. I like where this is headed. Number eight, The Chernobyl Diaries. Oh, yeah, Made sure. $38 million on a $1 million budget. Fuck, man. Number seven, Insidious 2. Made $162 million on a $5 million budget. But that's Insidious 2. That's why I didn't say no, point, no points yet. Well, I didn't say anything. Number six, The Purge. $91 million on a $3 million budget. Was that the budget. one that you wanted to sub, but I was miserly and didn't allow you yeah, to? Yeah, but I couldn't remember the name anyway. Yeah. Number five, Paranormal Activity 3. A point for both of you. That made $202 million on a $5 million budget. They made a little dash. Made a little a tidy spend bait. cash. They decided to quit after that one, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Number four, Unfriended. 
Came out earlier this year. God damn it. Made a $48 million budget. Sorry, uh, return. (laughs) Return. On a $1 million budget. Wow. Number three. Again, the final three highest return movies of the last five years. I know it's going to be Isn't this number this two is a, of Can you just remember, just remember, this is all movies. Yeah. This isn't just, oh, just out of horror. This is all movies. This fucking list of shit <laughs> is the biggest return. <laughs> number three, Paranormal Activity 2. $177 million from a $3 million budget. One point for each of you. Guess what? Nate, you got three points. Alex, you got two points. This could be it. Number two. Insidious. $100 million on a $1.5 million budget. One point to Alex. Three points each. Now, are you ready for this? This is the number one return of investment film in all films over the last five years. This is the film that producers are most happy about because it made $101 million on a $1 million budget and its name was The Devil Inside. What the Probably fuck? the most hated found footage like, oh, movie man. released to cinemas in the last decade. People fucking hate this movie. I actually the quite Devil liked Inside, it because it's weird. Oh. People hated it. Like, honestly, this is hated. Biggest return of any film in five years. God. Insane. Damn it. But what that means, Alex got three more points. Nate got three more points. Guess what? Alex leads by 0.5 of a point. Because he got Jeepers Creepers. <laughs> what is wrong in the world? So, Alex, you get one more point from that. Well which done. puts you out in the lead. Well, no, sorry. It puts you level pegging with the, with the guests, but out in the lead, Nate. So, well played, guys. That well played, we, we learned something out in that last well, yeah, question. Yeah, we did. That was a good... I like that. Well, quiz. no, no. As a production company, it gives you pause. Yeah, I know. It does. But then I think like, God, I don't know. It's like, I don't think in horror movie terms. Do you know what I mean? But this is a problem. I do. It's my wheelhouse. And that's all I should be making. Yeah, dude. And we have three horror scripts, feature films that I'm really proud of. But I just keep thinking with the budget we have, I don't think we can do them. Um, but yeah, it gives you pause. It really does. When I found out earlier today, I was like, fuck, I'm going to do everything man. wrong. Maybe well, we should just be sensible great, and make some money. That's a great list to put in an, a potential investor packet. Yep. That's true. That's very true. Um, all right, guys, that's the end of the quiz. Uh, Indy, just please go and support Friday the 13th Kickstarter because it's still not made all the money yet, I don't think. Um, and I want that game, that video game. Give me my Jason video game. Um, anyone else got anything else to add? We're good? Nope, good. Oh, Nate good. is ready. <laughs> He's I have to pee really He's bad. Pee. Um, thank you so much for listening to us. Sorry, it's been a very long uh, Halloween special, but hey, it's Halloween. So Ooh, what the fuck are you yeah. going to do about it? Um, if you got this far... Aunt Barb. And thank you, Barbara. We appreciate it. It's Barbara. You're um, a star, Barbara. <laughs> if you want to chat to us, please just email us. We are Tessellate, two S's, two L's, at Outlook.com. You can contact us on all social medias. We are Tessellate. Our website, We Are Tessellate, will be up in a couple of weeks, but you should be able to get us on iTunes as of next week. Woo-hoo! Just look for the, go- look for the ge- geeks. Ge- ge- geeks. Uh, if you want to talk to me directly, at Mr. Al White, on pretty much everything. If you want sultry. If you want to talk to Alex... At Alexander Chad. And at Nate Hertz. There you go. Thank you very much for listening. We will see you again next week. Have a happy Halloween. Ooh. We're out. Get-